Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Bitch, you got coronavirus. Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. No one cares! I'm sorry. I I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. You are a threat. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom, because with freedom comes obligations and responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. You are fake news. Go back to where you come from, okay? Very fake news. Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. I agree with that. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. In five, four, three. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask just about anyone about that. I'm told people often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Other than that, Mr. President, how was your nap? Uh, I I like to pride myself on an ability to laugh at the news, no matter how troubling, depressing, dismaying it may be. But uh, it's going to be a tough week. It's quite a dismaying week of news or weekend of news. So it will put us to the test. But I remain committed to the bit. You must fiddle as the Titanic sinks. It is our I don't think I can anymore. I've cried twice today already. Well, that's par for the course, I think. <laughs> no, it's that's, been a while. All right. Maybe maybe you've improved. I don't know. But Joe Biden, uh, he says he will update us in a few days while the Taliban runs over, as far as I can tell, the entire country of Afghanistan at this point. As of this hour, Kabul is the latest to fall the capital city. Uh They've taken U.S. vehicles and guns and billions of dollars of other equipment while they do. We'll check in on uh, all the weekend's ongoings in Afghanistan. And then uh, Dr. Fauci comes out in favor of vaccine mandates. And uh, if ever there was an action hero to save us from that sort of tyranny, you might think that maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger might be the guy but it would have to be Arnold from the 80s. Arnold from today says, screw your freedom. 
you need to submit to authority and not question anything. What a disappointing interview. And then there's oh. that nerd Alexander Vinman just hanging out with him, too. Hey, guys, remember me from impeachment? I wrote a book. You want to buy it? <laughs> Good God. Uh, I, we'll get into that a little bit. And then uh, Homeland Security issues a new terror advisory and says it's not the Islamic fascists. It's not the constitutional turncoats when it comes to terrorism and the biggest threats against this country. It's actually you people who question Corona restrictions and maybe have some questions about the freest, fairest, most fortified election of all time. You guys are the real terroristic threats to the country. So watch, uh, watch your discord servers because the feds are going to be planting some misinformation to police very soon. But at least we will have one guaranteed thing to laugh at. And that's CNN for getting duped by a con artist on the eviction moratorium news. And that is funny until you realize uh, that cons like that are actually the basis for this entire unconstitutional process that continues in blatant violation of the law. Plus, we have a hoax hate update. And tonight's movie review, speaking of Schwarzenegger, is Total Recall, and it's the perfect movie for this occasion uh, because really of his is. because of his purpose. commentary this week and because of its relevance to what's going on currently. I I, I enjoyed the movie a lot, uh, so I can't wait to talk about it because it fits right into to this week's uh, news cycle very well. And we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube with some technical difficulties that I'll get to in a minute. Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. Of course, we'll get to as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern, so get them in early if you'd like them read, please, and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at the Second Amendment Jerky Company. Uh, This is no gimmick. This is genuinely great jerky. It's really simple. For every bag of their delicious jerky you buy, 2A Jerky donates a portion to a reputable organization that protects the Second Amendment. That's it. Delicious jerky, great cause. Hunting season is now upon us. And what better snack can you bring hunting than a tender bag of delicious jerky? So go to 2ajerky.com and order yourself some of the best beef jerky money can buy. Enter the code MATT10 to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. And remember... All orders always ship for free. So that's 2ajerky.com to support the second. Promo code MATT10 for 10% off and all orders ship for free. You can find everything you need from 2A Jerky Company plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I mentioned... A super chat technical issue. If you listen to the Wednesday stream, Susan's system for allowing us to read your chats is totally broken. We can't read them. Uh, so I reached out to, uh, we had to scramble a little bit on the Wednesday stream. We did the best we could. And thanks for your patience on that. But I reached out to YouTube on Friday cause it was still broken on Friday. And YouTube said, um, yeah, our engineers are aware of this. We'll get it fixed. Okay. I figured there's a couple days till Sunday. They'll probably get it fixed. 
check a few hours. No, no, they did not. So the super chat system, it's it's not broken for you to send a chat. It's broken for our usual way to read it. But I have figured out a workaround behind the scenes for us to be able to read it. So chat with confidence and we're going to do our very best to read them all. Please have an understanding that the system we usually use is messed up. So our workaround is a little duct tapey, but I think it's going to work. Just bear with us on that. And of course, this is Susan's world. It's not our world. And uh, send uh, YouTube some feedback if you're having issues. Yeah, please do. The other thing I want to say on the uh, production and tech front, BitChute apparently can't fix that sync issue, or at least they aren't responding to me. So normally the show, would, when it was done on YouTube, it would just automatically send over to BitChute. You guys could watch it there after the fact. Hasn't been working for like a month or two. They said they were going to fix it. They haven't. So what I'm going to do for people who want to watch the show on BitChute I'm just going to upload it directly on Sunday nights. It might take a couple hours to process Aww. after the, sh- the show is done, but it will be available to you on BitChute in that way. And because Rumble is doing so well, and because I have a lot of faith in Rumble, and I think we might be able to stream to Rumble sooner rather than later, I'm also going to start uploading the show to Rumble since I'm making this move. It's just okay. another step to do. So if you want to listen to the show on Rumble or BitChute, it will be available on demand a few hours after live every Sunday night. Should be Monday morning at the latest, depending on their processing times, which can get kind of large for such long show formats. But um, and then if, if this goes well or if, um, if the right pieces move at Rumble, we might be able to just stream the show to Rumble anyway, and that'll be a non-issue. But does Rumble allow comments? Uh, yes. Yeah, they have a comment ah. section. God, the bane of my existence monitoring more comment sections. <laughs> you could always not. No. <laughs> well, remember, if you'd like a new environment in which to uh, chastise blonde in the comment section, bitchy or rumble. And without Susan's intervention, even you can be as savage as you want. I can't even remove the comments on bitchy. There's nothing I can do. Oh, wow. They don't even allow the channel owner to do it. No. Wow. That's, there you go. Now you've tipped off your real detractors. No, don't do it. Why that, that, was, that was you, not me. Anyway, um, earlier in the week, uh, you might have caught the story of uh, the, the the Colorado Rockies fan who was yelling at the Rockies mascot trying to get a photo with him. Hey, Dinger, Dinger over here, Dinger. What'd um, you say? Yeah, and then uh, every blue check journalist and every leftist on Twitter jumped on this guy claiming he was saying the N-word. He was just yelling the N-word openly and blatantly at the black guy who was at bat. That was the story. So then the truth came out and the Rockies investigated and they said, yeah, the the guy was was yelling at the mascot. This was really a non-event. But one of the double downs, including from the black player who was at bat himself, Lewis Brinson, one of the double downs was... Well, even if it wasn't a slur, it kind of sounds like a slur. So maybe the Rockies should actually change Dinger's name so nobody even thinks it's the N-word. And it sounds like a ridiculous point, but maybe they actually have a point. Because it turns out last weekend, I didn't know this at the time I made a video about it. Otherwise, I would have included it. But last weekend, ESPN anchor Antonietta Collins was doing SportsCenter, and she was calling an Albert Pujols home run for the Dodgers and she meant to say two run dinger and what she said was not that his two run nigger dinger 
in the second inning was a thing of beauty. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That moment when you realize you've accidentally destroyed your career. Remember when Kobe died and the MSNBC anchor said that Kobe played for the Los Angeles Nakers. That was a dangerous moment, too. Yeah. Yeah. This chick just straight up said it. Well, she this was interesting. Obviously, she just had a slip. She's not intending to say a racial slur. It happens. But she's actually denying that she said the N word at all. She said she clearly says digger by mistake. Not the N-word. Uh, you be the judge. One more time. His two-run nigger, Stinger, in no, the is, second inning was a thing of beauty. That is not Digger, but... Oof. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess it's closer than I had realized, and now Dinger will be the new jogger, the uh, ad hoc slur that will live on in infamy. Okay, uh... We talked last week about Obama's uh, sophisticated and vaccinated birthday party at his Martha's Vineyard mansion. So sophisticated. Well, you know, despite the sophistication and the vaccination, Martha's Vineyard is now seeing a surge of coronavirus infections. 54 cases were reported since last weekend, and that is the most since April. And actually, I think it's higher than that. I think this reporting is outdated. I think it's low 60s now. Prior weeks of the summer, in fact, had zero cases on yeah. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> so the cover that the Boston Herald story and health officials in Martha's Vineyard are running is that it's too early to tell if the Obama party is the reason for the surge. And if it turns out that it is this story, uh, the, the health uh, uh, health board official and the uh, journalism here, the journalist speculates um it's going to it'll probably be because of the serving staff. It's those dirty, mangy service workers at the party not the sophisticated attendees it's because those dirty service workers are hosting parties with all kinds of other unsophisticated unvaccinated people that's how this happened oh my gosh what a bunch of elitist nonsense (laughs) are they even listening to what they're saying or do they just not care it didn't happen but if it did it's those dirty people over there. And you know how this is going to go. They're not going to ever be able to definitively link the two. So that will suddenly all the loosest methods on measuring coronavirus spreads uh, spread will become very, very strict. Remember last summer they said Sturgis was responsible for like a quarter million cases because they did estimates based on models. Yeah. Even though they couldn't really tie specific coronavirus cases or deaths to Sturgis. They just said that in this case. They'll do the opposite. They'll say, um, well, uh, we don't have direct evidence that it was the Obama party, so you can't really conclude that. It's just circumstantial, as though it isn't just circumstantial in every other case. You know, and people on the left don't care. They're like, but it really was a sophisticated event. And he he worked so hard. He's earned it. He's He's our better. God, dude. Yeah. We shall see. We'll see if any additional evidence emerges. Uh, quick note on the trial. Thank you to a listener for tipping this off to me because I was actually unaware. But quick note on the trial for the uh, dumpster defenders. Recall the uh, Michelin man, father and son, who defended their dumpster in Abilene, Texas, with a Glock and a Mossberg shockwave shotgun. Now, of course, that gun is dubbed the uh, dumpster defender, and they are dubbed the dumpster defenders. This neighbor in the orange that you see on their on your screen was advancing on them with a baseball bat and threatening to kill them. Well, the two men are free on a hundred thousand dollar bond each. Both are charged with murder. The event happened way back in September 2018, as we covered on the show at the time. 
due to coronavirus and some other factors, the trial has been delayed for some time. But no more. The trial for the shotgun-wielding son, Michael Miller, begins Monday, August 23rd. That is next Monday, according to this reporting from May. I've not seen any additional updates, but I believe it's still current and accurate. Um, and if you, so we, we'll keep an eye on that. If you don't remember the story or never saw it, the, the whole thing was captured on video by the baseball bat man's wife. And the dispute started when the two families argued about dumping trash in the alleyway between their neighboring homes. Right. And there was a bunch of shit talking. This neighbor in the orange shirt uh, comes out with a baseball bat and threatens to kill the father and the son. And he advances on them with this bat. And the man, when this man in the orange threatens to kill Johnny, the shirtless older man you see, who's the dad, that's when the, the famous quote of, I doubt it, was uttered. And, uh, and, and there was also, take your swing. Take your swing. I doubt it. That's the, this was that mm. incident. Yep. And then the man advanced on Johnny anyway, and uh, Johnny and Michael shot him dead immediately yeah. with his wife filming the whole thing. And if you I go don't back, know what he thought was going to happen, man. Oh. And I remember watching what we could watch on the show and watching the raw footage privately. That guy was dead right away. He was oh, very sure. dead. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. The Millers intend to present a self-defense case at trial. They believe they were lawfully standing their ground as Texas law allows. So we'll watch. What do you think is going to happen real quick? I, well, I, I stand by our analysis at the time, which was basically uh, the way the law is written. I think it's on the side of the Millers in that they are yeah. not required to retreat. This guy advanced on them with a deadly, dangerous, uh, dangerous weapon, threatening to right. do great bodily harm. They stood their ground and only fired on him when he advanced and threatened them. As a matter of just kind of common sense and wisdom, this is a situation where both people could have just walked away very easily. Yeah. So it was kind of dumb all around. But as a matter of law, um, I, I think the law is probably on the side of the Millers. I think you're right. I know it's legally imprecise, but kill somebody. Hold on. I lost your audio again. We're having some dips, but what, what legally imprecise, but what? Those dudes were jonesing to kill somebody. The uh, Johnny and Michael, the father and son. Well, yeah, I, maybe, but also so was the baseball bad guy. That's he true. just had an inferior weapon. And he's the one who made the initial advance mm. was baseball bad guy. So. You know, it, easy to just say this is dumb. We're fighting over a dumpster. I'm going to leave this now. Probably the wiser choice to make. That said, I agree that as a matter of legal and moral principle, you don't necessarily have an obligation to turn around and flee when someone is advancing on you with a weapon. At that point, they have forfeited yeah. their right to live. And that was Orange Man's judgment to make. He made he he made well poor judgments were probably made all around nobody made a poorer judgment than orange shirt man that was a remarkably stupid decision they had guns on them and you have a bat they're not gonna miss is my audio better now it's i don't know what's going on it's kind of in and out do you um real quick technical production meeting do you have the uh the turn on and off original audio button yeah it's turn on original sound that's what it says oh that's so it's off yeah. Flip, just flip that once. We'll see if it improves it. Okay. Is anything different? No. We totally never do um, on-air production meetings. This is the first time <laughs> this has ever happened. It sounds fine now. So we'll just okay. roll with it. All right. Okay. Uh, 
the, the news is already old and it seems like a waste of time to even discuss it. But hey, Andrew Cuomo resigned this week. Yeah, remarkably. We talked He's about gone. it a little on Wednesday. And what we talked about on Wednesday, which was basically nothing, summed up the whole uh, resignation. It was so anticlimactic. But, you know, he's my guy, so I'm bummed out. A little bummed out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you would be. Uh, I mean, these are such bullshit allegations, and everybody's talking about, like, me too. He just got, like, a little grabby with some some chicks that shouldn't be in the workforce. So who cares? Who cares? I'll read a bit of his statement, though, because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. He said, I feel like I did the right thing. I did the right thing for the state. I'm not going to drag the state through the mud through a three month, four month impeachment and then win and have made the state legislator and the state government look like a ship of fools when everything I've done all my life was for the exact opposite. I'm not doing that. I feel good. I'm not a martyr. I'm not a martyr. <laughs> okay. What an asshole. Anyway, um, they're not going to bother to impeach him because why would I they? heard some talk that they were that some people were considering that, but it looks like it's, if the, it's not the speaker is saying no, it's probably not going to happen. No. And then Kathy Hochul, am I saying her name right? I think it's Hochul. Hochul? Yeah. Kathy Hochul, Lieutenant Governor, she's going to finish the remainder of his term when he steps down, which is um, August 25th. And then she's planning for running for governor in 2022. But she's got to take on Latidia James and whoever else runs. So wow, what a depressing election! Godspeed to her. Mm. Yeah. We uh, we will keep an eye on what happens there. But of course, the big news of the weekend is uh, what the hell is going on in Afghanistan and the Taliban's march through the country to return it apparently to its caveman status quo of yesteryear or yester decade. Or just how that country exists uh, throughout its timeless existence. Yeah, but maybe that's how they should exist. Well, we, I I think what we're watching is a, is a collision of two realities. Um, and I think the two realities are this, that no amount of foreign intervention is ever going to solidly prop up Afghanistan into becoming a free, prosperous, modern, enlightened democratic society. Uh, yeah, that's, but couldn't we have learned that after Russia? Right. Um, yeah, that that's a lesson that probably could have been learned earlier. Um, that said, we are in the situation that we are in. And the other reality that's colliding here is that Joe Biden is a completely incompetent buffoon of a president. And that is to say that I think the general decision to get out of Afghanistan is a good one with which I mostly agree. I don't think that we're advancing America's interests there. I don't think that we're effectively using our resources there. I don't think the costs of us being there are outweighed by supposed benefits uh, to our country. However, it is still possible to mess it up more. And, and this week's botchery is an excellent example of just how to do that. I've seen others say this weekend, and, and I generally agree it may not be possible to make it better in Afghanistan, but it is certainly possible to make it worse. And that's kind of what we're watching this weekend. Um, any, anything? No, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but people aren't um, taking the proper lesson from this, which is that some cultures and countries can't be changed. They'll always revert to the status quo, which is, you know, stone age goat fuckery. Mm -hmm. Uh and instead, they're going to think that this is some partisan issue that's being hashed out improperly. That's not, that's not really what this is about. I mean, everybody needs to be 
looking at this, like, why were we in this for 20 years? Why didn't we learn from Russia? Why did we bother? You can't change the nature of this country and nobody is going to learn that. And well, nobody. and there's a certain reality that that I, I'm not saying that every Afghan is uh, a member of the Taliban or is necessarily pro-Taliban. But we often like Joe Biden's explanation just months ago was, well, the Afghan army has 300,000 uh, soldiers and the Taliban has like 75,000 guys. They won't be able to fight them off anyway. Well, when there's we know what what public opinion polling in Afghanistan is generally on social issues and how they want their country run. The Taliban doesn't march through the country as easily as they have without some general support for that happening. What I mean is like. Afghan, if you want Afghanistan to become this vision of what it's going, of what it's supposed to be from the Western perspective, or even, frankly, the moral perspective, which is a free place that respects people's rights and prospers into a modern economy, that has to come from the will of the Afghans. You can't. It's yeah. sort of a paradox. It's a contradiction in terms to force freedom upon people. They have to want it. They have to love it. If they don't. You get the Taliban hanging out in the presidential palace, which is know, what they're doing right now. And and here's a case for migration, immigration that I can get behind. Like mm. we've destroyed these people, these people's country. Uh, it's in way worse shape than it is prior to our intervention. So if these people, the freedom loving ones have to come to this country, fine. I can get behind that. Can't well, uh, saying that, but it's we speculation. You'll probably see a fair amount of Afghan refugees as a result of this one. I don't um, think so. I, I, you, I don't well, think so. There, How are they even going to get here? I mean, I've I've seen a lot of flight out of Kabul in the last few hours, but uh, you know, that's I've just seen the video clips. I don't know what the numbers are. We shall see. Um, but if I could ask Joe Biden just one question, which I can't, not only because he'd never talk to me, but because he's taking a nap right now and he's taking a nap for the next few days, apparently. Uh, my question would be this. How is it that the Taliban is succeeding so strongly without any F-15s or nukes? How are they seizing this much territory and how are they executing their enemies? How are they putting women into subjugation again? How are they stealing all of our property? And the property of the former Afghan army without F-15s and nukes. How have they done this? Crazy. And, and if I could ask one more question. Um, I would like to know how Joe Biden's own prediction for how this was going to go could be so wrong. Whether the broad move um, to get out of Afghanistan is the right one or not. It's clear that the administration had absolutely no understanding of what was actually happening in Afghanistan or what to expect or what the Taliban's response would be. Um, just last month, Joe Biden said at a press conference announcing this withdrawal of U.S. personnel by September 11th, that the Taliban takeover of the country was very unlikely. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an Air Force against something like 75,000 Taliban. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Ooh. Ooh. Well, aged poorly. There is, in fact, a circumstance where you're going to see U.S. personnel being airlifted away from an embassy uh, of the United States in Afghanistan. That circumstance was this weekend. Um, yeah. And there is the photo 
Secretary of State Antony Blinken's words may have aged even more poorly. In June testimony to Congress, Blinken said if Afghanistan does face deteriorating security, it's not going to be from a Friday to a Monday. Whatever happens in Afghanistan, if there is a significant deterioration uh, in security, um, that could well happen. We've discussed this uh, before. Um, I don't think it's going to be something that happens from a Friday to a Monday. And PolitiFact and Snopes fact-checked and confirmed that is mostly true because it was a Wednesday to a Sunday. It was not, in fact, a Friday to a Monday. So it, he was right. Fact-checked, accurate. This is so I depressing. Mean, what the hell else is going on? You got the details on this. The president fled. They've seized basically. What are the details? Yeah, uh, the Taliban fanned out across the Capitol and fighters entered the presidential palace. Um and apparently they are just outright saying, you know, we we are we we're looking to form an open Islamic government. <laughs> the president left the country earlier today um, and there are just people fleeing, stampeding. Yeah, it's it's crazy. OK, and they control as far as their territorial control. They got basically everything at this point. Yeah, the airport is now closed to commercial flights. So uh, embassy has lowered its flag and they're getting the diplomats out of there as we speak. It seems like there aren't any, there's no hostage situation. And the Taliban uh, strangely has let people leave that want to leave. They're not, they're not murdering anybody. So well, um, they have executed some Afghan army soldiers. They have executed they're not some murdering of people in mass though. <laughs> <They're> be- <laughs> I'm sure the trials are very fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blinken on Sunday earlier today, um, he couldn't believe that the Afghan security forces proved incapable of defending the country. They really punted on this one. Who could believe? And and again, it's like, okay, you have two options to explain that. One is the absolute incompetence of a military force that we've spent 20 years building, which is absolutely a possibility. Or it is certain level of sympathy within that fighting force for for the Taliban. the Taliban takeover or it could be both they're not mutually exclusive but right why why is that happening and why did we seem blindsided blindsided by it exactly nato commander said you can buy all the equipment in the world but you can't purchase leadership or political will yeah. or in particular battlefield will yes yes and therefore we see this ghosting of the afghan army it's quite heartbreaking um, I agree with this, but not for the same reason that I think these people are are making these statements. Hmm. Um, I'm smiling, but this is all very, very depressing. Uh, you you know why this is depressing? I couldn't believe that this these statistics that I read today. Okay, 2,400 U.S. service members, 3,800 American contractors, 1,100 other Allied service members, 66,000 Afghan national military and police, and 47,000 civilians have died since the start of this. Wow. Uh, yeah, the human cost um, and, of course, the the financial cost to our country and a lot of members of the international community, too. $2.26 trillion. Yeah. Um, and we, we rebuilt in the Afghan government and trained its military, and now we're like, why, why is this falling apart? So the White House ordered 5,000 more troops to be sent to provide additional security and assist all these evacuations. And then the Pentagon um, is sending another 1,000. Okay. So, I don't know. It seems like people are getting out 
safely, um, Blinken said when he was asked about the um, embassy, the compound itself, our folks are leaving there and moving to the airport. They've basically shuttered the the embassy. And he said. I highly Hold doubt on. Your, that. Your voice dipped again. Maybe hit that switch one more time. We'll try it again. This Otherwise, maybe we'll disconnect you and reconnect you. But yeah, oh, it cut out for like 10 see. seconds. Bang it up a bit. Uh, I was talking about the embassy? Yeah. Okay, they moved the personnel from the embassy to the airport, and basically the embassy has been shuttered. Um, and he said that a core diplomatic presence is going to remain in the country, but I can't imagine that that's true. I mean, who's going to stay there? <laughs> well, that has been the Biden strategy so far is... Uh, is scold and plead and beg, hey, guys, come on, that's not fair. What are you mm -hmm. doing? Please. Yep. In addition to blaming Trump for you also had Trump come out today and call for Biden's resignation over this. So they're feuding back and forth. Now, <laughs> keep in mind, in total fairness here, of course, this deal for U.S. withdrawal um, was negotiated with the Taliban by Trump. We talked about right. it last right. year. Now, However, the Biden administration made the decision to abide by that deal in general terms. The original target was May. It was pushed back to September. And the Biden administration made the decision to implement uh, that deal. And those strategic decisions are their doing. So I well, I, I, I haven't seen from Trump's statements what exactly he would have done differently. I, that I, I, I grant the premise that you can be right about the general decision to withdraw and or to withdraw and terribly wrong about the process with which we've done it in this case. Um, so I, I'd like to hear, I guess I, I, I'd like to see how this would have played out if Trump was still president, because presumably we'd still be going along a similar timeline. Would we have left and had things a little bit cleaner? Would it have been just as messy? They're kind of feuding back and forth about Something that, on at least on broad terms, they both right. kind of agree on, although not on the specific way it was handled, obviously. But anyway, to be fair to Trump, I'm, I'm not really sure. And to Biden, ugh, I'm not really sure um, how we could possibly withdraw troops and the Taliban not take over the government. I mean, how would well, you that, how would one do that? Yeah, that's what's weird about blinken's statement on this which i want to get to in a minute it's like well we had to do it this way because if we didn't the taliban would have attacked and advanced right <laughs> which is what we're watching right now but biden of course has prided himself and his presidency on undoing trump things so remember the blitz of his executive orders back in january as reported by u.s uh, news and world report the new president in his first week issued more than three dozen executive actions on a wide range of issues and virtually all of them reverse or stop actions taken by Donald Trump. So they had no issue reversing every single thing that Trump did that they didn't like. For some reason, they opted not to do that on the Afghanistan deal. They decided they want to go along with this. They want to implement it. And Joe Biden issued a statement, um, or at least the White House did over the weekend, that still blames Trump for this Afghanistan deal. It says, when I came into office, I inherited a deal cut by my predecessor that left the Taliban in the strongest position militarily since 2001 and imposed a May 1st deadline on U.S. forces. When I became president, I faced a choice, follow through on the deal with a brief extension or ramp up our presence and send more American troops to fight once again. Okay, um, but if you're the president and neither option is good... Why don't you make your own third option, 
Mm-hmm. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said on Meet the Press this morning that breaking the deal that Trump negotiated would have caused Taliban aggression. The idea that you accept this Trump, this bad deal by Trump, but you'll turn back other bad deals by Trump. I mean, what was wrong with delaying six months? Because we inherited a deadline uh, negotiated by the previous administration. That deadline was May 1st. During the, during the time from when the agreement was reached to May 1st, uh, the Taliban had stopped attacking our forces, stopped attacking NATO forces. It had not sought to take over the country, the entire country, by going at these major provincial capitals. Come May 2nd, if the president had decided uh, to stay, uh, all gloves would have been off. We would have been back at war uh, with the Taliban, attacking our forces. The offensive you've seen throughout the country almost certainly uh, would have proceeded. So because we are following through on the deal, the Taliban is now attacking us. But if we hadn't <laughs> followed through on the deal, the Taliban would be attacking us. Yeah. Got it. Um, and I, I think you and I both understand there is some truth to that. That the Taliban can a Taliban and Afghanistan can Afghanistan. And no matter what you do. But that is the problem of being there indefinitely. And there's no doubt that much of this botchery is simply because of a failure to predict that certainty that the Taliban is going to Taliban. We're, we're acting like we're shocked that they didn't uh, abide by all the terms that we agreed to or they're not, uh, you know, they're not civilized diplomats who are men of their word or something. They must you know, well, misleading the public. There goes your audio again. <laughs> Do you want to try a quick disconnect and come back? Or a quick <sighs> router reset? It's like just bad enough that it's irritating, but not so bad that we can't hear you. Yeah, I'll be back in a second. Okay, okay I will carry on. Thanks for patience, guys. Um, okay, so if if you can't acknowledge that the Taliban gonna Taliban and the uh, and Afghanistan gonna Afghanistan, you get put into a lot of very awkward um, positions, such as the Taliban over the last week has reportedly seized billions of dollars. Uh, let me get blonde back in here. Oh, she's not ready yet. I'll come back to it. Billions of dollars worth of U.S. Humvees, MRAPs, and drones that have been abandoned or seized uh, abandoned by us or Afghan uh, army forces and seized by Taliban forces. According to the reporter breaking the story, the sheer amount of vehicles raises the question. If any of these uh, vehicles has ever even been used now, every Taliban fighter gets his or her own Ford, his or her, sorry for being politically correct, his own Ford or Toyota. Um, let me get blonde back in here. Let's see if we can see if it works this time. Better? I mean, it's fine on my end. It's all right. <laughs> Let's just go with I don't know what the hell's going on with it. Sorry, anyway, guys. We've had a rough few weeks for technical issues. As I was mentioning, um, when you when you are surprised that the Taliban's going to Taliban and you don't protect your assets, suddenly we have billions of dollars in vehicles and drones being seized by the Taliban that apparently either U.S. or allied Afghan forces just abandoned. We just left entire car lots of Humvees for these guys to have. And of course, it's not just those. Um, it's also weapons. You got Taliban fighters posing with American rifles that they are now armed with that they can have. Um apparently just abandoned again and not even rendered inoperable. Uh, You also, and when you don't recognize that the Taliban get a Taliban, you end up in the awkward position of 
pleading with the Taliban or trying to do this weird negotiation as you leave this story in the New York Times. Um, it was reported Thursday. American negotiators were pleading with the Taliban not to attack the U.S. embassy in Kabul while the U.S. evacuates. U.S. negotiators told the Taliban if they ever want to receive foreign aid again, they better lay off. Why like in God's, they give a shit. Why in God's name would we ever give them foreign aid in the first place? Why? Yeah, for real. Hey, guys, <sighs> leave us alone or we're not going to give you our lunch money anymore. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. You guys want foreign aid? You had Jen Psaki make that kind of awkward comment, too, earlier in the week. Well, the Taliban, they're going to have to decide where in the international community they want to be, where they want to fit. They don't care. They want to be in their caves with their goats and their Islamic fundamentalism for the rest of time. They don't care about whether, like, European elites view them favorably or not. Right. Ugh. Anyway. Um, and, and you don't, you don't ask nicely for the Taliban to spare you or your people because they're a brutal fascist group of guys. They're not, oh, well, they asked very nice. So we, we let them. Yeah. Like they're going to abide by international law. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sharia law is their preference, I'm told. And, and actually, that was the reporting. Early. Like everybody in Afghanistan, now you get a choice. It's Sharia law or off with your head. Those are your choices. <laughs> yeah, Lucky exactly. for them, a lot of people in Afghanistan choose Sharia law. So it kind of works out. But don't. Uh, well, oh, uh, that wasn't that wasn't it either. You also end up in this awkward situation where you don't really have everybody accounted for because you didn't really make a great evacuation plan. It kind of fell apart because you weren't expecting the Taliban to Taliban. And you got the U.S. Embassy in Kabul uh, within the last few days instructing Americans to shelter in place amid reports of gunfire yeah. at the airport. That was actually this morning gunfire at the airport. And the situation, I've seen some videos from there, as looks like it's totally lawless, free from security, just insanity. So the people that you should, you've had months to plan for how to get out, suddenly you're telling them to shelter in place because you can't control the situation. Even though this was totally predictable. Well, uh, only if you could predict that the Taliban would Taliban, which who could have foreseen such things. Uh, but don't worry, as I mentioned, um, breaking this afternoon, CNN breaking news, President Biden plans to address the nation within the next few days about this. So <laughs> okay. hang on, you know, if they're if the Taliban's kicking down your door in Kabul and they're trying to cut off your head, just hang on a minute Joe Biden will get on the TV and say, hey, guys, you're not going to get your foreign aid if you cut off that guy's head. So you better not. I'll give you some of my extra chocolate chip ice cream or some other yeah, whatever really. he has to offer at this point. But maybe it's not all bad. You know, I, sometimes you have some sympathy for the Islamic fundamentalism because they might have a point or two, you know, uh, getting the women drivers off the street and such. That's true. They're concerned about automobile collisions. It's effective. The Taliban, on at least a few issues, maybe. And yes, I'm speaking tongue in cheek, but on at least a few issues, sounding kind of sensible. Yeah. A, a Taliban statement issued uh, two days ago says they're going to the Taliban promises to allow businesses to continue as usual. And they say private property won't be touched. So. That's more than a lot of U.S. politicians are willing to say at this point. That's true. I'm not seeing mask mandates coming from the Taliban, except for burqas for the women. But like, you know, <laughs> that's still 50 percent better than some of the places in this country at this point. Kidding. 
don't come after me. And Joy Reid was actually tweeting out um, over the weekend that that uh, conservatives are basically the same as Islamic fundamentalists. Like we all just want to put women in into burqas and force them to be uh, baby factories. Now, maybe the blondes are a little bit uh, open to such suggestions, but the idea that like, I don't want to wear a burqa got a nice face. You draw the line there. All yeah, right. Yeah. But baby factories you're on board with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the uh, hilarious things about the way this has been playing out on Twitter is the Taliban's official spokesman free to tweet all day long about <laughs> Taliban ongoings in Afghanistan. Um, not Trump, though. Trump is banned. Trump can never come back, but the Taliban can can tweet away. And that is just one ongoing disaster for Joe Biden. We also have the southern border. But before I move into that for just a minute, did you have anything else you want to say about Afghanistan? No, I think I've resolved my audio issue. It was picking Mm. up my internal mic. Oh, no, it it was it was picking up the right mic. It's just I don't know. I just checked my settings. It was picking up the internal mic. Okay, but live chat said it's fine. So keep keep me posted, guys. Don't mess with me. Yeah, we'll 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 get through it. But thank um, you for about out. Afghanistan, though, uh, I w- truly what did we gain through this uh, pointless foreign intervention? Americans lost their lives. Families were destroyed. We killed tons of civilians. Um, why? Uh, it was all for naught because we're trying to promote democracy in places uh, that do not appreciate democracy. They, they don't want it. It's not for them. Um, Muslim countries need to be ruled with an iron fist. That's what they want. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I The quote from uh, George W. Bush uh, about the war on terror was something to the effect of inside every human heart yearn or every human heart yearns for freedom. The, the quote no. was something like that. And that's definitely not true. It, it just is not um, as much as I would like that to be true. And as much I think as I think that is a moral value, um, it, it certainly is not true. And I think we've watched that in, in Iraq. I think we've watched that in Afghanistan. And to a dismaying degree, as we'll get to in a little bit, I think we're also watching that a lot in our own country. Now, that again, mm. that's not to say that what we're going through is the same as Islamic fascist takeover, where they will literally chop off your head for disobedience. But what I am saying is it's not even close to every human heart that yearns for freedom. It's it's probably not 50 percent. A lot of people have a whole host of a whole long list of priorities they place over freedom. Um, uh, Every safety. human heart so, yearns for security. That is true. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say every, cause I wouldn't put that as my priority or a lot of Liberty loving people as their priority, but a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And it, it, I, the statement every is just as valid as every human heart yearns for freedom. Yeah. I, I, I think they're both um, equally overbroad and that's, that's a bummer of a lesson to see. And I, I, uh, you know, I, I say that with a heavy heart because of the American sacrifice that's been put into this. Both of our families know what that sacrifice means. And, um, and, and there's tons of people in our audience who know what that sacrifice means. So I know I'm trying to come off as like a little lighthearted about this, a little jokey, but I kind of have to, because I know how much, uh, American blood and, and American resources were poured into this, that if the best we can get out of this is kind of a fun time watching it fall apart, I got to at least get, I got to at least get something out of it. So 
I hope I, I don't man. mean to I don't mean to disrespect the situation. Um, it's just that it's such a it's such a bummer that you got to play those fiddles. That's kind of how I see it. All right. Okay. I can do it. Hmm. I'll perk up now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck because now we're moving into something that is known to perk you up. And that is uh, just how many illegals are crossing the southern border. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Afghanistan. Um, turns out not the only international disaster Biden is not presiding over while sampling ice cream flavors or whatever he's doing. <laughs> we still have the disaster at the southern border, which is a non uh, a non crisis. We've been told repeatedly. But in July, we saw the most border crossings in 20 years. Over 212,000 people crossed the border in July and some reporting says approximately 20% of them are testing positive for coronavirus. We also don't care about that. Sorry, I've got like weird hiccups. 212,000 people? That's almost unbelievable. You're talking millions per year if we don't get this mm -hmm. under control. Um, and if you would call that unsustainable, that is also the word that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas used um, but of course, he wouldn't say that publicly. He only says that privately to Border Patrol agents in audio that was leaked to Fox News. Uh, and he says that the current situation cannot continue. And if it does, we are going to lose. Behind closed doors in this leaked audio talking to Border Patrol agents, Mayorkas says the situation is more dire than he is publicly willing to admit. This Listen. is unsustainable. Uh, these numbers cannot continue. We cannot um, get to a point where we were a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. We're looking at the policy options. So, uh, yeah, it's unsustainable behind closed doors, but uh, in front of in front of your face, this is totally fine. Nothing to see here. How dare you have any questions about this, you racist bigot? Jeez. Uh, that's all I got on biden's weekend anything else before we should probably take a break before we talk a little arnold we should uh you're roboting terribly on my end i'm gonna try to rejoin one more time okay actually Sorry. you sound great to me so oh maybe i shouldn't mess with it though can you understand okay. me fine yeah okay. i don't know what's going on here this is incredibly annoying i hope it's not this annoying as i'm perceiving it from your end it was it was before but now it's fine my gosh what is what is going to happen when the grid goes down <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to do this show with tin cans and strings is what we're going to do. We'll do it happens. on ham radio. Yeah. So uh, we have. Uh, excellent. It looks like our backup system to read chats is functioning beautifully. Sweet. Thank you. Ping. Should I go beginning to end? Yeah, of course. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. Today is the 50th anniversary of an event that touches all of us on this podcast. Can you guess what it is? You can use a lifeline and ask the audience. God bless you both. Do you know? Actually, I cheated. And I saw oh. this chat before live. And here's the answer. I would not have known this off the top of my head. 50 years after Nixon ended the gold standard. Oh. Dollars dominance faces threat. 50 years ago this Sunday, Rot, as in today, President Richard Nixon announced a bold economic plan, including the severing of the U.S. dollar's ties to gold. That is the anniversary he references, I assume. Rut row. Sucks. Thanks, Holden. Yeah. 
Jeffrey O'Neill in Melbourne COVID gulag, a lockdown six till September, September 6th, one billion dollars a week to save the health system from collapse. Twenty two cases today were doomed. Blame the anti-vaxxers. CHO, we trust. Never give up your guns. That is true. If there's anything we can learn from the tyranny in Australia, it's that no matter crazy mash. We cannot give up our guns. Can't do it. I think we your audio cut out again, but I think we got it. <laughs> Did you reset your router when you uh, ran this? You want me to do it? It takes like five minutes to reset. <sighs> Does it take that long? I could go yeah. through some chats, but. um, I will if you want me to. Well, if it dips out again, let's try it. Okay. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, yesterday I was at a store checking ammo prices, which are still too high, but a boomstick caught my eye. I walked away, but I gave in to temptation and went back today and got a Mossberg 590A1. Excellent choice. Very similar to the Mossberg that is used in this show artwork, in fact. Excellent <laughs> get off my lawn piece. So it is. Enjoy. A dime short. Possible for the flyover states to get a class action suit against California's mismanagement of their forests. Ooh, that's a good idea. Can't see past a mile or two. The air is so bad in Utah to California sunset every night. It is so bad up here, too. So bad. We had a uh, rain cleared it out for a couple of days, but it's back to socked in. Yeah. Mm, it's just terrible. I don't remember, um, you know, I I don't remember ever being in California as a child or having to deal with this at this level before in my life. I'm starting to think that some leftist vigilantes are doing this in, in the name of their hoax hating. There was evidence change. in the Oregon fires. Was it last summer yes. or the summer before yeah. that those yeah. were uh, there were some shenanigans? Yeah. I haven't seen any evidence this year, but commie arson. Yeah, possible. Uh, Long Dong John, rest in peace to all soldiers who paid the ultimate price in Afghanistan for literally no gain and the most pointless waste of life since the First World War. I can only hope their families can find peace. I don't know. World War II had a lot of pointless, uh, pointless deaths, too. But yeah. Um, I'm surprised definitely. you didn't say a lot of productive deaths, but we'll leave it there. Uh, anyway, oh, wow. Uh, way, way, way for me to ruin another serious point. I'm on fire tonight. Yep. yep um, no, I, I appreciate the uh, appreciate your thoughts, uh, Long Don John, and I agree uh, with what you're saying. So, thank you for uh, thank you for the thoughts. Mostly peaceful gun owner Matt and I made love, but I pulled out too quickly, and the Taliban took over. <laughs> I should have. For, speak, speaking of things I should have seen, uh, mm. I don't even in this context. I don't want to say should have seen coming. Should have seen uh, coming. Oh God! Yeah. Ugh, gross. Well, of sticks in a conflict between the most wealthy, advanced, culturally influential, institutionally fortified force on the planet, ground had to be given to a group with little else but a cause to gather around. Can we replicate? That's an interesting way to look at what's going on here. It's um, in the face of overwhelming force of uh, if 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 the population that is being that is under the authority. Hangs on, doesn't agree with it, pushes back. Um, what happens in the end? You know, ultimately, the will of the people does find its way, even if it takes a long time, even if it. You know, and I'm not saying that the will of the people in Afghanistan is just or or moral, at least in terms of what I view. Um, but it is their will. It is their will. And and I don't think that what's going on there is right. But what I am saying is it's very, very difficult to stop or correct that unless you can get the will of the people behind it. And if you can't and right. Yeah. 
if we truly believe in uh, sovereign and self-governing societies and democracy, then we should allow democratic rule to elect tyranny or to promote tyranny. Well, it's a very interesting moral question. Like if you believe in objective morality, objective right and wrong, to what degree do you tolerate those objective wrongs in other countries, countries that you don't have a claim? Um, I could make both sides of that argument. Uh, the idea that just because there's objective moral wrong happening somewhere else doesn't mean we should look past it or allow it or enable it. On the other side of it, though, if you focus too much on objective wrongs happening way outside your house, to what degree do you ignore objective wrongs that are happening within your own? Exactly. I mean, we don't have unlimited resources where we can just go around the world and uh, and try to promote freedom, which is not ever what we're doing anyway. Yeah. Uh, is it damaging us internally? Of course. Of course. It's hard for me to argue otherwise, given mm -hmm. the 20 years we've put into this. Right wing desk squad engineer. Uh, Matt and I once made love, but enough about that. <sighs> Come on. My mom listens to this show. Do I have to read that? Used up man backside. <laughs> I started a new job. There are enough bearded dudes. Oh, I'm not reading that either. <laughs> wow. He hit both of us hard. Ugh. <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you. Well Ned. done. Uh, you, you got, you got the reaction. Ugh. <laughs> Rorschach, 85. The reason Biden uh, redeployed troops is to secure mining interests for the minerals there. There's a 14-year-old report from the U.S. Geological Services outlining estimated dollar value in trillions. Mm. I don't doubt that our interest there was primarily economic. Maybe. I, I'm not, uh, I don't know the details on that, so I'd have to, I'd have to check it out, but it's, I, I'm sure it's possible. Let's just do two more right now. Kyle Bradford, longtime listener. been with you guys since around episode 10. Oh, man. Love your takes and the balance. Just wanted to use my first donation to let you guys all know Matt and I once made love. No, really, this isn't a bit. Fags. You guys are fags. I, I'm sorry. I've forgotten that particular bathroom stall episode. There are too many. But What is uh, happening today? <laughs> Uh, Mojack 420. Just a friendly reminder, it is no longer acceptable to say 1354. Now it's 12.154. Yes, that's less jogas with the same homicide rate. Ginger is a word scramble. I'll read that. <laughs> that's true. I have seen updated census data. Oh, they're really getting it together. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll circle back. Okay, let me uh, check up on Tippy Stream and Trovo and D. Oh, actually, you know, I forgot. I got to head on over to D Live because I need to open the treasure chest there. Stand by one second. Thank you guys who are hanging out over on D Live. That will be heading your way on D Live momentarily. Um, okay, over on Tippy Stream. Okay. Uh, Jacob says, congratulations, Mr. Christensen, on being the proud owner of a brand new Montana congressional seat. Tell me, how do you feel? Well, that is true. We were one of the states that gained a congressional seat yeah. after the new census. I don't know where the lines are going to be drawn. There was a leaked one, a leaked boundary that came out, supposedly came out of Helena, the state capitol. And this is not what it's going to be, but this was like uh, the Democrats' dream where they... You would think you kind of just divide Montana as a giant place, like just divide it east and west. That seems right. to make the most sense. This was drawn 
just to include like every Indian reservation and Missoula and Helena and then like downtown Bozeman, but not mm. where I live. Yeah. Which is, yeah. You know, like it was just it was like a big sea around the state, almost like snake shaped in certain Little parts. Gerrymandering. That's what that's called, right? Yeah. We as far as I understand, um, we have a nonpartisan commission to do that in this state. So I don't think either party is going to get some crazy map. Um, but I don't mm. know how that's going to play out just yet. But nonpartisan, but yeah. you say. But yeah, uh, we will be, we stole one of California's or one of New York's uh, congressional seats. Um, so I suppose that's for the best. But if we elect a Democrat who just gets in line with Nancy, does it really matter anyway? Phil says the Taliban gets a lot of hate, but here we go. How bad can a tight knit group of gun loving, pickup driving, pedo hunting guys be? Well, they're not pedo hunters, are they? They are. A lot of them are actual pedos, as far as I understand. In all seriousness, if the Afghans want them out, uh, they need to do it themselves. Not one more uh, drop of American blood should be spent. And I don't think that's a controversial uh, opinion. Uh, yeah, I think that's something we should all generally agree on. And if you can't get it done with 20 years and billions of dollars in the highest, the, the fanciest military tech in the world, what does it say about how much political will really matters? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter at all. Uh, well, political will is the only thing that matters. Right, our yeah. political will, you can't be opposed on people. Yeah. Phil says, uh, in addition, not one single refugee from Afghanistan should be brought to America. They don't uh, they don't have to stay there, but they can't come here. We have enough problems without importing yet another troublesome population well okay th there will be some undercover jihadis and such but let me get your noggin jogging here we already are you going the other side of this i mean our country ceases to exist um we're already letting in every you know ho i almost said tom dick and stanley but every jose <laughs> maria and javier okay um Everyone. It's like anybody that can come to this country fucking wants to. This country's about to collapse anyway. And we spent 20 years just just desiccating their country. I mean, come on. If if anybody deserves to come, mm. can't we take all the South African white people and some of the Afghans? You're saying their it? case is stronger than uh, like th there. There are a lot of Afghans who um, served right alongside the U.S. Yeah. forces, of course. And we're just going to leave them there. To get That's horse. I don't know that I grant the premise that that entitles them to come to the United States. Entitles, but, but it doesn't matter. They let, they're let they way more entitled to come to the United States than all these people, it's, you know. It's certainly a better case than the guy who's like, you know, who walked from Guatemala because he, you know, thought the job situation was bad there or something. Yeah. I mean, I no longer think that a moratorium on immigration is going to save this country because nothing's going to save this country. So we're about to be bankrupt, uh, functionally bankrupt. We're all going to have to balkanize and live in our own self-sufficient co communes and stuff. It's like, fine. You guys want to come here? Fine. They're not going to be right. the straw that broke the camel's back. All right. Long Dong John says, uh, Matt and I once made love at the ATF headquarters just as uh, he holstered my firearm an agent walked in, pointed at Matt's groin and said, that's under 16 inches. You're going to need a tax stamp. <laughs> Hope they uh, don't keep you waiting too long, my dude. Um, that was creative and legally accurate. So thank you for that. Phil also says the U.S. census data is out and dancing on the grave um, of... Uh, Okay, dancing on the grave of uh, heritage population. How about that? Uh, has to be 
has begun in earnest. Remember uh, me again. Why I, or remind me again? Why I'm not opposed to see. Sorry, it's very hard to. It coupled with <laughs> Phil, what Phil wants to talk about, and Tippy Streams formatting, it's actually very hard to to read. Remind me again why I'm not supposed to see race. Oh right, we're all we all bleed red. I'm sure that will be such comfort going forward. In the uh, well, he he foresees a heavily racialized future. Ah, I, I can't say that I would call that a bad prediction. Uh, thank you, Phil. John says, um, I find it absolutely infuriating that we spent 20 years nation building only for it to collapse in days as soon as we leave for the second time. What a waste. Yeah. And and that's why I'm, I'm curious. Like, I, th- I think there's probably a situation in which the actual withdrawal and uh, evacuation might have been cleaner. But is there a situation in which the Taliban doesn't actually no, basically take I'm, over the country? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't I honestly can't really imagine that. That's kind of what was destined to happen if the political will wills it so. Uh, Phil also says, I will repeat myself louder this time for the people in the back. Not one single refugee from Afghanistan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Phil's clarifying. Not one single refugee from Afghanistan should ever enter the U.S. We need to be expelling refugees, not bringing in more for us and our posterity only. Uh, no more aid for the foreign invaders. Um, yeah, we kind of, well, we talked about this point, so I won't, I, I guess I won't re-enter it, but, uh, thank you, Phil. John says, I find it absolutely infuriating that they are leaving behind another failed state, 20 years nation building for it to fail in a matter of weeks. What a waste. Yeah, it's, that's exactly the, uh, mood, uh, among us too. And that's why I'm trying to you know, deliver the facts of what's going on here in as, I don't know, as lighthearted a way as we possibly can, because there's nothing upbeat or encouraging or happy about any of this. It's just it's a disaster and it's a disaster in terms of what happened in the last week. But it's a disaster in terms of what we've invested and paid for that last week to happen in the first. This isn't even the most depressing story we're going to discuss. Well, we just wait, just wait. Danny from Montana says, I had the Rona and after doing nothing, I'm cured. (laughs) Shit, dude. (laughs) that that was medical misinformation i gotta watch out for the c word he he's he's not cure he's not he's not he's not he followed cdc guidelines the algorithm's gonna pick that up i wonder if we're going to get dude i'll be so pissed off i gotta be very careful with the c word after telling my family i was hit um with why don't you get Get the vax just in case you get free stuff. I told them hell no. And it quickly turned into, uh, well, they will be rounding. They will be rounding up your kind next. Shaking my head. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting to the roundups that are coming because screw your freedom, Danny. Uh, nobody, nobody cares about you. Are we still live on YouTube or did I ruin it? No, I think we're still live. Okay. I'm still getting comments about how I said desiccate and meant to say decimate. You guys are right. I meant to say decimate. I was wondering if maybe it was desecrate. No, decimate is what I meant to say. Although desecrate would have made sense. I do know the definition of all of these words. It was a verbal blunder. It happens when you speak for many hours online. Everybody back off. <laughs> God. It's like when you hit a two-run dinger, you know, out to left field. You got to be careful when you're talking about that. I should have corrected myself when I had the opportunity. It's too late now. Okay, uh, let's see. Over on DLive... Um, Appreciate you guys watching over there. Looks like we're good. And, and are our audio issues resolved? Live chat. Don't fuck with me. 
Uh, you sound a, it sounds a little weird, but it's perfectly hero. It doesn't sound quite as good as it usually is, but it sounds perfectly listenable. How Let bizarre. me know if they disagree. C2K uh, over on Trovo says, I'll only speak reservedly. There's a word. Expanding on public knowledge, but there is an ex-UK Marine commando who still has his ear on the ground. The UK has uh, forward deployed SF snatch teams countrywide to extract UK and Afghan assets while still achievable. The Kabul embassy finished uh, physical docs, physical document destruction days ago. Okay, there's some abbreviation there, so sorry if I misread anything. But I'm not sure exactly what what you or what the takeaway is there the uk has forward deployed sf what's sf the uk has forward special forces special there you go special forces snatch teams countrywide to extract uk and afghan assets while still achievable the Kabul embassy finished physical document destruction days ago i don't know i can't i'm, I'm having trouble connecting the dots but valuable intel nonetheless <laughs> Thank you, uh, C2K. I appreciate it. Let's see. We, of course, will uh, circle back to the chats. And um, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We've got to get back to the news, which uh, will link us into our movie review later. But uh, uh, I don't want Arnold Schwarzenegger. So depressing. During an interview with CNN's Brianna Goladriga. And former Trump impeachment star Alexander Vindman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, called out anti-maskers, saying they are schmucks. And he said to anyone worried about the state of freedom in our country, uh, screw your freedom, because freedom comes with obligations and responsibilities. Here is Arnold lecturing all of you uh, people who just refuse to get in line vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom, because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and kind of responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. You have to come together rather than fighting and always just saying, this, according to my principles, I, this is a free country and I'm going to have the freedom to wear no mask. Yeah, you have the freedom to wear no mask. But you know something? You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask because you're not supposed to protect your fellow members around you. It's just that simple because I want people to understand. Uh, I don't want to villainize anyone here. But I just want to tell everyone, let's work together and let's stop fighting because there is a virus and it's better to get vaccinated and to wear a mask. Oh, man, that was just filled with platitudes. But he doesn't understand the nature of of freedom, it seems, uh, which is that uh, we, we have been we have God given freedoms that mean that if we want to endanger ourselves in certain ways that we can, although I reject the premise, that that's even what we're doing. Yeah, there's so many things um, wrong or off about what he's saying. Uh, first of all, he closes. I'm not trying to villain, vilify or demonize anyone. Uh, but also, if you don't do what I say, you're you're a piece of crap villain. So, yeah. <laughs> OK. Um, but yeah, like he, he mocks people with principles. You can't just say, oh, my principles. Well, he's doing that without articulating any principles. So what exactly 
are the principles of what he's advocating? Is it just do as you're told no matter what? Is that the lesson that we're supposed to learn? Or are there moral principles that tell you maybe you ought to question or maybe you ought to even disobey certain orders that are given to you if they violate certain moral principles? And as far as I gather, the moral principle that he's articulating is sort of a pussified version of the non-aggression principle. Which, right. The idea right. like, okay, you should be free to do what you want so long as it doesn't impact somebody else. But this definition is so loose and weak, it's untenable. Like, we impact people by making this stream. If somebody clicks on this, in a fantasy world where somebody clicks on this because of Susan's recommendation, we've impacted them. Or if I walk down the sidewalk, I've impacted you because I've taken away space on the sidewalk for you. Or if I park in a parking lot, I've impacted you because that's one less space for you to park. So the question is not impact. The question is, have you violated someone else's rights? Like, do we violate someone's rights when we make this stream? Do I violate someone's rights when I park in a parking spot? Do I violate someone's rights when I simply don't wear a mask in a public setting? If you're going to say that, that doesn't I, matter. That that's not an enforceable standard anyway, because my rights are being violated, and they're about to be more severely curtailed because of how we're going to be treated as as unvaccinated people. Yeah, so it's, it's not like we're, if we uphold a standard of violation of human rights, that somehow either party is going to get respect. They care about their rights being violated. They don't give a shit about us. And it's, it says, though, their right is to actually violate your rights and control you based on right. no principle other than someone is subjectively afraid. Yeah, exactly. If someone is afraid of what you're saying or afraid, afraid of you being there as a physical presence. Then they are justified in stomping all over you and controlling your life. Mm -hmm. Arnold goes on to make this analogy in this segment. If you listen to the full thing about he makes an analogy to traffic lights. He says you have to obey a traffic light so that you can function in a society with others. But the analogy is just totally broken because, uh, well, traffic lights, for one, are about vehicle operation. It's not about just being present in public. If you don't agree to the rules of traffic, you are free to seek other means of moving yourself around or just being present in public. You can do that. But even on the practical level, the idea that masks are the functional equivalent of a stoplight as though masks are a red light for the virus and it stops there and it doesn't go through the intersection. If in this metaphor, your mask is the stoplight and the virus is the criminal speeding down, like speeding <laughs> through a downtown small town at 100 miles an hour. Right. That's what's going on in that metaphor. It's just it's just like traffic lights. Well, is it like functionally? Is it actually like that? But um, um, even if the uh, the boundaries of, of freedom versus the rights of others can be blurry and sort of gray sometimes, the question is, what is actually the priority and on what side of it is it right to err? Um, if freedom is our priority, then we don't say screw your freedom. We say, well, if we have to make a mistake, we'd rather let people be a little more free than be a little too crackdown heavy or a little too security minded in a different mindset where he thinks that the state is going to provide you with security or our leaders are going to care for us. He thinks you err on the side of security, which is a female perspective. It's weird for hulking muscle man, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger to say that you should outsource your own security to some benevolent authority who will handle that better than you can. Mm hmm. 
Um, it is it is fundamentally a weak, bizarre perspective for someone like him to, no, to articulate. I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, we were given these constitutional rights to outline how we operate in society. It's not an in within an emergency situation. It's like act, acting like uh, the Constitution no longer applies in an emergency. Like they had the founders had no concept of what an, a, a nationwide emergency situation would look like. I mean, they had horrible viruses back then. Yeah. Tons of people knew nope. this was a possibility in future. And the Constitution was an expression of a way to behave and govern uh, in situations like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, this, he's just deliberately misconstruing what the values of this country are. Uh, and, 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 and we have to recognize that it's and mocking them. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not going to protect us, though. Like, I, I recognize your points and you were right about the nature of freedom in America. But we, we have to look at this and be like, well, Constitution's not going to protect us. Our our laws, our leaders are not going to protect us. They don't even have our best interest at heart. No, of course not. The, the Constitution is just words on paper. It does not protect itself. It doesn't bust out tactical gear to come protect you. It only protects you. That's the Thomas Sowell quote. It only protects you when you protect it. And we are failing as a country because of a perspective like this one. That is, well, screw your freedom. That yeah. when some important person tells you how it is, that's how it is. And suddenly your natural rights to evaluate that for yourself and live accordingly are erased. And this this perspective, of course, we have no shortage of, and it's going to come creeping increasingly as it has been. Dr. Fauci joined the chorus uh, of people calling for vaccine mandates this week. Not that that's surprising. Oh, I can't believe Dr. Fauci made another Faucist statement. But um, <laughs> he's now on record when he was asked this week if he supports them, initially asked in the context of forcing teachers to take them. But he went on and elaborated. I know people really like their really like and enjoy their individual freedoms. But when it's really urgent, sorry, those are out the window. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Well, this is just it's obvious that they'll just redefine uh, the definition. We're not in a serious. Uh, there goes mild your audio illness. Again. <laughs> I think I got your point when, when you sorry to interrupt. It was just cutting out, but. When, oh, we're in the we're in the midst of a of a mild disease with a low fatality rate. Um, the, this concept that we're in an, an an international emergency is is patently insane. It's preposterous, and we shouldn't be uh, abiding by this anymore. Uh, I mean, they, 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 he has no legal authority. He has no legal authority. And the most upsetting part about this is that we, as a nation, allowed it to get to this point. Allowed this unelected official uh, to have so much power and so much cultural influence. That's on us. I'm looking at the situation, this mandatory vaccine situation, and I'm like, we, as a nation, should have stopped this a long time ago, by any means necessary. That was Rand Paul's point that he part part of the reason he got banned on YouTube, which we'll get to in a moment. And yeah, you're to the point that you were making. Um, 
when, when you allow emergency exceptions to your fundamental law or even your fundamental moral principles, they just invent emergencies to skirt around those rules. Yeah. And what we're, what we're watching is that repeatedly Dr. Fauci, in fairness to him, what he would to be as precise as possible with what he was saying, he said uh, in that clip, we're not going to have a federal mandate, which great. I mean, that's a little bit of a backtracking from Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director's statements uh, a week or two ago. But he said, well, we're not going to have a federal mandate, but, you know, I support it in every locality and every private business to the effect that there's really no refuge anyway. But he does. He talks about individual freedom. People like their individual freedom, like it like it's some ice cream flavor that's out at the local shop. <laughs> Sorry, it's out for today. I know you like your individual freedom. Maybe we'll get a shipment of it back next week. But for now, uh, you know, we're all out. As though it's not the priority and the foundation of, of this country. They just talk about it so flippantly. But to the point on inventing emergencies, it's funny that he said, well, now, now it's so dire that he supports this. Suddenly Fauci has had this epiphany that the situation is so dire that he supports vaccine mandates. Look at the death's curve. We have seen a very minor uptick as a result of this Delta surge to the point that the daily death average of 500 and change is back up where it was, say, end of May. And back then, he didn't see it as a dire situation in which we had to radically restructure our relationship with each other and government and all. He's just inventing a new emergency to perpetuate the power and perpetuate the control that they enjoy. You definitely. And we have to think what what is the impetus for um, mandatory mRNA vaccinations? Uh, I I can't see any reason. Yeah, like they want to control us. But this seems like a real uh, population control issue. How dare you slander Bill Gates in that way? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why else would they do this? Why else would uh, they do this? Clearly, because they have your best interest at heart and they want you to be healthy and happy. Obviously. Did you and see, we by know the way, that they were involved in the creation of the virus? No, no, no. They only funded <laughs> mutating. They only funded mutating vi- viruses of animal origin indirectly through a contractor. It was not funding gain of, of gain of function. function. Research. That's true. It was not any of that. And did you see this week also that the CDC, based on ambiguous new information, recommends that pregnant women get the jab, too? It's not safe enough for your child under 12, but that fetus in utero have at it. Perfectly healthy for the little guy. And so demoralizing. God, I'm so sad. And this is the worst part. It was reported this week they're flirting with the idea of vaccine mandates for interstate travel. Yep. Um, The AP writes... Still, while more severe coronavirus measures such as mandating vaccines for interstate travel or changing how the federal government reimburses treatment for those who are unvaccinated and become ill with COVID, that means that no matter what you're dying of, if you have COVID, they're going to let you, you know, stroke out in an ER somewhere, have been discussed. The administration worried that they would be too polarizing for the moment. I like how they just floated this idea that we're going to have to be vaccinated (laughs) to do interstate travel. Wait, what do you mean? I thought the science was guiding the decisions, not the politics. What what do you mean too controversial or too polarizing? That would be a political decision, would it not? Yeah. I see somebody in the live chat saying that would spark a civil war. You know, uh, one of the reasons I've been so sad today is that I've been so emotionally reliant on this concept of um, mass revolt 
But seeing as how we've behaved uh, in such a docile way that it's gotten us to this point where this is even a possibility for them to institute mandatory vaccinations, I, I, I don't think that, that we're going to do that. I don't think that as a nation, we're going to have any, any kind of organized revolt. Everyone's like, well, the vaccine, that's going to be the hill people die on. Is it? Is, is it interstate travel or is everybody just going to be like, well, I had to get the vaccine, so I just got it and I, I you know, I, I can play Playboy and or play uh, Xbox and jerk off still. And so it's fine. It, what is everybody going to do? Where Where is this rebellious spirit, this uh, this American spirit? I where agree it- that that has that that's been discouraging and I've been watching the steps throughout the last year going, okay, this is definitely the one people aren't going to do, but then they do it. But they do it. That yeah. said on the interstate travel one. I just the practical reality of that is almost impossible. There are so many roads in between states. You can't have a checkpoint at every one of them. Maybe they do airports. I could see a situation in which they do air travel, hundred percent. But you in know, terms when of they just want to crossing become tyrants, state lines, when they want to become efficient authoritarians, I think the government will really pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and <laughs> they'll be like, "All right, we can do this." People are like, "Oh, they're too incompetent to even deal with the southern border." No, they're not. They just don't want to. That's a choice for sure. That's yeah. definitely a choice. But interstate travel, I think that that's feasible. I think that they could probably do that. Well, especially when you're a terrorist and you're on the terror watch list, then they will stop you when you try to cross between Montana and Idaho, regardless of what Montana and Idaho state governments say. The, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the greatest threat to this country, not the Islamic radicals. It's not these homegrown tyrants. Um, in, you know, if, if you if you're watching the country's constitution and, and founding philosophy get shredded and you have uh, some questions about it, that means that you, in fact, are the problem and you are the suspected or soon to be terrorist, uh, not the people actually committing those crimes. On Friday, the Department of Homeland Security issued its new threat guidance. And as reported by um, NBC News, the terrorists to watch out for are really people who have questions about this corona tyranny and people who have questions about the freest, fairest, uh, most heavily fortified election ever. A new terror alert has been issued by Homeland Security tonight. Pete Williams is here. Pete, what do we know about this? Well, DHS says this new terrorism advisory is not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. Some calls for violent action are based on claims of election fraud or a belief that Donald Trump can be reinstated. And DHS says the coming 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and religious holidays later this year could be catalysts for violence. The last terror advisory was issued in May. It expired today. This new one says domestic extremism remains a threat priority, Lester. Okay, so I should clarify. We're just going to do what we expected. We're going to be branded as domestic terrorists. That's what's (laughs) Maybe some 9-11 celebrating Islamic terrorists might work their way into that. But it's really you guys with your corona skepticism and your questions about the fortified election. Did you catch the statement from Pete Williams, the reporter there? He said, this is not based on any threats or plots. (laughs) (laughs) And that sounds very suspicious. But remember, um, even the threats and plots that the feds do foil aren't actual threads, uh, threats or plots. They are done by the feds themselves. See the Whitmer kidnapping plot. So, What that means is where they don't have these threats or plots 
Uh, they're going to see this anti-government rhetoric in your Discord server or your Telegram channel. And they're going to be where they used to ask you about, you know, illegal short barreled rifles and other firearms configurations. Now they're going to be talking to you about your uh, rage against the mask machine and other things like that. They're going to bait you that way. And are they going to come to our houses and kill us? Like what, what are we're going to be public enemies. You think they want us dead. They want us enslaved. They want us <laughs> to do work. For, so we're not going to get off that easy. Come on now. And you think I'm joking about like they're going to infiltrate your communication and try to bait you. How we are responding on their list. The DHS is uh, uh, advisory here. They've got a section of bullet points. How we are responding. DHS will continue to identify and evaluate calls for violence. Okay, that's good. At least that's criminal. Including online activity associated with the spread of disinformation, conspiracy theories, and false narratives. So are you saying that the disinformation is violence? Or are you saying that it's you care about violence that's based on disinformation? Either way, they're looking to police your views, admittedly. This is where we're headed. Aren't um, you scared? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. Uh and this is the sort of stuff, like you said, if you're not prepared to start saying no, um, it's never too late to start saying no. We're not doing this bullshit anymore. And um, they're going to have to uh, make good on some of these. It's, it's funny. They talk about threats like we're monitoring threats. No, you guys are creating the threats, both in, in fictitious ones, in fabricated ones like the Gretchen Whitmer one, but also in your threats to spy on monitor potentially even arrest or otherwise seize the property of or commit all sorts of immoral acts against American citizens on because of their views. That is a threat. Views that shouldn't even be deemed dissident. I mean, and we're, we're questioning uh, the, the merits of a totally untested vaccine on a, on the pregnant population, on children. I we're mean, defending we're, your basic constitutional rights like a patriot would. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is just uh, so terrible. You know, we are going to be judged for how, for the decisions we make. And I just urge our audience, don't take the easy way out. Don't get the vaccine because it's required for your work or, you know, do the hard thing. Do the right thing because your health matters much more than your financial situation, which, you know, when we enter hyperinflation, your job's not going to matter at all <laughs> unless you're a trucker or a farmer or something like that. I I don't think that there's like a, a, a one way for everyone to take the action that they can. I think there are a lot of... Uh unique circumstances and as i've said if if my circumstance was different and i had to make certain sacrifices to take care of my family and 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 do there are situations in which i'm i would consider making sacrifices to achieve certain ends let's put it that way but that doesn't mean that you can't take up the fight somewhere else and at this point we all got to be thinking about what we can do actively to push back against this creeping authoritarianism it doesn't mean everyone does the same thing but there are those kind of uncomfortable steps that you can take to do your little part to push back on it. Because as we've been saying, um, and I don't say we meaning just blonde and me, I mean, everybody in this community, we've been saying since last spring or summer, this ends when we say it ends no sooner, no later. That's it. When we say it's yeah. over, it's over. You just got to get the courage to say it's over. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. But and every day that we don't, that we acquiesce, um, it becomes more difficult to resist because th they're gaining ground. They're taking power from us and using it against us. Yeah. So, you know, we have right now, all we can do is resist right now. This mandatory vaccine, it, it cannot happen. Like I, I will not. 
get that vaccine. My daughter will not get that vaccine. It is not going to happen. Well, if the FDA overlords deem it safe, then safe it shall be. It sounds that's that's what they want, I guess. Uh, and and I got to be careful about inspiring resistance because that's actually what Rand Paul got in trouble for this week. Um, with the the YouTube's help, um, the uh, I don't know if DHS assisted in this. Maybe they did. They wrangled up the terroristic views of Senator Rand Paul. Um, Rand Paul got the same treatment that we did back in April for defying the CDC and defying the WHO gods. And uh, Rand Paul's channel was suspended for a week. Now, Rand Paul said in an interview with Newsmax that um, I, I got to be careful because maybe they'll ban me for a second, even though was, we say this all the time. Rand Paul said this, Susan. Rand Paul said that cloth masks do not work to stop the spread of, you know, a hypothetical virus of uh, theoretical current relevance. And YouTube deleted that video. And Rand Paul responded with an explanation of his view, citing actual scientific studies. And then YouTube deleted that one, too. So I have to treat Rand Paul's second video like it's an actual terrorist video. I have to distort the voice and hide the identity of the man bringing this message. Because as far as YouTube and Homeland Security are concerned, um, this is a terrorist message. Um, just by playing it, I risk the same fate as Rand Paul's channel, but uh, I think it's important to listen to. Here's some of the science for the YouTube science deniers. A Danish <laughs> study of 6,000 participants found that wearing a surgical <laughs> did not significantly reduce a person's risk of COVID-19 and <laughs> compared to the risks facing those who did not wear masks. A Vietnamese study of 1,600 participants found that cloth masks allow for 97% penetration of particles the same size as the virus. Ask any doctor or nurse what they wear when they go into a patient's room. Only an N95 because the other Trying to shape human behavior isn't the same as following the actual science, which tells us that cloth Okay, that's kind of a bit, but that's actually what I have to do to play this on YouTube. Oh my god. This is, this is the state we're in. And that's what got him banned? Yes, was saying, here's some studies that suggest um, your typical cloth mask is not effective against a hypothetical virus of theoretical current relevance, which, by the way, is exactly what Biden advisor Michael Osterholm said last week. <laughs> last, and we played yeah. that on the show. And the thing that's weird, I'm I'm sort of balking at referencing this because I, I don't I, I value the ability to bring this show to the audience. So I'm, I'm hesitating a little bit, but we've cited that exact same Danish study a million times, including last week. It's weird to me, not that Rand Paul has special rights or is a special person, but it's weird to me that I can get away with saying it and YouTube reviews it and says it's just fine. But Rand Paul, a sitting U.S. senator, can draw the same conclusion from the same study and he gets dinged? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Um, but hey, speaking of reckless terrorism uh, like that, we all know AOC was almost murdered by terrorists on January 6th. Despite nobody being charged for any sort of homicide or attempted homicide. Um, and her not actually really being there. She wasn't even there. She was in an adjacent office building. Um, and she was among other members of Congress who were totally calm and not really understanding why she was freaking out so much. But I had heard reference to this claim before. And CNN ran this whole show about her this week, I guess, in the absence of Chris Cuomo on his vacation. But she made all sorts of outrageous Jussie Smollett style claims. And she said that she feared she was going to be raped. And through a project Veritas leak, we now have the tape to prove it. 
Um, AOC tells CNN's Dana Bash that she thought the capital attackers were uh, capital attackers were going to do other things to her as well. You know, white supremacy and patriarchy are very linked in a lot of ways. There's a lot of sexualizing of that violence. And um, I didn't think that I was just going to be killed. I thought other things were going to happen to me as well. You didn't only think that you were going to die. You thought you were going to be raped. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Where do you... Where do you start with the non-evidence? No evidence white supremacy or patriarchy had anything to do with that day. Um, well, no I don't know. Evidence... Baked Alaska did go in there and smack her in the face with his dick. That's oh, what I, I had I hadn't heard. Is that is he still in prison or what happened? Confirmed. I think so. Poor guy. God. I, I actually don't know what his status is. Well, if that that changes everything, then I guess I apologize to AOC for misrepresenting the story. Um, but this this is kind of um, this is sort of the perspective that Arnold was expressing um, realized if AOC is irrationally or subjectively fearful, then she is going to be justified in violating all sorts of your rights in response to the Capitol. Right. We're headed that way. What do you, what's, what's going wrong? You look. Keep going. Sorry. Oh, I got to text my mom, (laughs) but we're not banned. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, no. Okay. It's fine. My kids just might be hurt. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as the stream isn't as damaged, long as the stream's okay. <laughs> the hell do I care? Okay, I, I really I gotta hurry. Actually, here we're up against the clock, so we don't. Well, these first two stories—they're not hoax hate. The first one's not. None of them are pure <laughs> hoax hate. One is kind of a hoax hate revisit. This one yeah. is not hate, but it is hoax. Among the many Biden disasters, of course, recall the eviction moratorium, the unconstitutional nonsense by which Biden um, had his CDC tell every landlord in the country that they are banned from earning an income uh, on their property and banned from evicting deadbeat tenants for no reason other than Biden and Rochelle Walensky say so. And yes, full, obviously, acknowledgement that this nonsense started under Trump and was just as nonsensical then. But Biden, of course, has taken the additional step of defying the Supreme Court on it. Supreme Court says you can't do this. Let it expire. Biden says, uh, I don't care. Going to do it anyway. Yeah, because he's the return to normalcy, non-fascist president. The, The Supreme Court already said it's illegal. Biden doesn't care. He's keeping it going. It's now getting litigated through the courts once again. And a huge part of that total political reversal from Biden, from saying, I can't do this, it's not legal, to switching and saying, okay, I'll keep doing it even though it's illegal, (laughs) was St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush. Cori Bush Mm. camped outside the Capitol on the steps for several days, wrapping up a a five-figure security or racking up a five-figure security bill and lecturing you about defunding the police. That was the famous clip that came out of that. But Cori Bush also promoted the sob story of Uh, Dasha or Dasha Kelly, a supposed Las Vegas mom unable to pay her rent who needed protection from eviction. And so she did this promotion with the help of CNN. Here's some of that uh, original reporting from uh, a week or two ago. So, Kelly, the congresswoman saw you last night on the show uh, in the piece about you and your girls. And she said about you and your children, I I quote you, Congresswoman, we're working hard for you. uh, And I know what it's like to be their mommy. It's an honor to even speak with you. I'm just so fortunate right now. This is beyond me. You don't understand. I'm so thankful for that there's people like you out there 
I'm so thankful for it. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. No, you and your family deserve representatives that care about you. We, the, our country deserves to have representatives that represent. And so this, this, this is the least that we can do for you is to step up and make sure that you get to stay in the safety and the comfort of your home while we work on other things to help make sure that your life and the lives of your children are better. What did she uh, bang three different white guys? <laughs> uh, no, no, but you are right that they are. Well, they're not. You're sort of right. They're not her kids. That's that's where we're going with this. Uh, through Cori Bush and CNN's amplification, this woman, Dasha Kelly, raised over a quarter million dollars on GoFundMe. Mm. Now, CNN has changed their headline and their story with an update. Uh, quote, after CNN aired a story about her potential eviction, Dasha Kelly clarified to CNN that she is not the mother of the three children featured in the story. CNN has verified that she takes care of the children in her home for periods of time. She says she originally described herself to CNN as a mother because she considers herself to be like one to them. Oh, so not only I thought that she had other kids. As far as I know, she doesn't have any, but none of the kids depicted on screen were hers. Oh, for fuck's sake. Apparently, the children are uh, Kelly's boyfriends, not hers, and the children also remain in the care of their mother. The fact that they didn't vet that tells you what you need to know about how much they vetted her housing situation. Is she a tenant that's facing eviction, or is she just, just, does she feel like one who would also like to cash in? Kelly says she lost her job last year as a card dealer in Vegas when the pandemic forced the casinos to shut down. But the casinos, of course, have been open for months now. So what happened to her job? Nobody really knows. If they didn't vet her mother, her family situation, they didn't vet her job situation. They didn't vet the housing situation. And astoundingly, GoFundMe is still undecided on what to do with the money. They oh, my God. They for- shut down everybody's yeah. GoFundMe for having the wrong opinions or for funding the wrong legal defense, even when there's no fraud involved, but GoFundMe tells CNN they are in close contact with Kelly and the funds will stay on hold until they verify her information. Funds have neither been withdrawn or refunded at this particular point. Oh, for fuck's sake. And it's not just CNN that got duped. Um, because keep in mind, like, okay, CNN got tricked. Corey Bush got tricked. That's bad. Emotional nonsense stories like this are the basis for why Joe Biden made the policy decision that he did. So this lady is presumably defrauding a a, a, a landlord or at least withholding money from a landlord that she owes that person. But she's also giving a false premise that is the justification for millions of landlords across the country to have the money that is owed to them withheld as well. And it's all bullshit. You know, they're business owners, too. This this sucks for landlords. I don't yeah. know why everybody acts like landlords are all rich or whatever. They're, they're just people with a small business, usually making a, a minor profit. And even if, even if they are wealthy, they have rights just like anybody else. And you are not allowed to seize their property. You as an individual aren't allowed to do that. The government is not allowed to do that without just compensation, at least constitutionally. They haven't given any just compensation on that front. Anyway, the hilariously the real mom of the kids has her own GoFundMe as well um, or at least one on behalf of her is created by a friend it reads shoddy i guess is the name of the mom oh she, my god seriously she was on her way to work one day when she received a very disturbing call that her children are on the news an erroneous story by by cnn had her children's 
had her children photoed and televised live with another woman claiming to be the mother of Shadi's children in order to raise money to help her allegedly stop from getting evicted from her apartment. Devastated and confused, Shadi tried to reach out to CNN to let them know the children uh, were being exploited by a woman named Dasha Kelly. Um, and the children are, are hers and not Dasha's. The mom has currently raised about 2800 bucks in comparison to the quarter million dollars that the fraudulent lady has raised. How is this even possible? Yeah, well, GoFundMe will get to the bottom of it and make sure there wasn't any yeah, really. fraud, guys. Don't worry. How do right. we get all that money to Gypsy Crusader? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. All right. Um, I, I, I'll have to be quick with this story, but I just loved it. I just loved this story. Uh, uh, USA paintballer, professional paintballer was kicked off her team for telling a fat coronavirus kid on the news to get a fucking treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say her last name. Mayolo, Jessica Mayolo, Mayolo. I don't yeah. know. Uh, she posted a TikTok and later deleted it. <laughs> this kid is this fat teenager is locked in a serious battle with coronavirus. Um, and she said, well, actually, let's show the video. Here's her original TikTok that she deleted. Ma'am, your kid does not need a COVID shot. Your kid needs a fucking treadmill. That's what he needs. <laughs> Good for her. Anyway, she was all apologetic about it and took the video down. Um, and she's been a target for outraged social media users. Uh, and then the Team USA paintball organization came forward to announce that it had banned her from its organization. They said, our investigation into the troubling, I'm sh why would they need an investigation? She made that TikTok video. That's the whole story. Um, the troubling conduct of Miss Mayolo has been concluded and we've decided to remove her from the team indefinitely. This is final and it is in effect <laughs> immediately. Well, to her point, I've noticed this happening because the Delta fear propaganda has shifted decidedly to the Helen Lovejoy strategy of won't somebody please think of the children. The children. And when you see the children depicted, um, they have one uncommon thing in common, and that is that they tend to be very, very obese, yeah. uh, especially Big for children. Fat fatties. Yeah. And if you're curious about the particular a child or minor in this case he's a 17 year old um his name is david espino and this is not the abc news story that she was watching because i wasn't able to find it but i did find a similar story from cbs this is the person to whom she was responding with his mother beside him 17 year old david espino looks forward to playing football again at western high school after battling the coronavirus i believe covid is nowhere near god so I believe that we should keep the bass in place just to keep things safer around school. What a fat fucking loser. What a fat <laughs> fuck. What a fat leave, piece of shit. Leave the kids alone. You're going to get kicked from this show. Seriously. What does that kid weigh? 300 pounds? Oh, I bet minimum. Um, 300 and pound Mexican kid? Why do I care? <laughs> Okay, in his, in his defense, he is a football player, as they said. However, just from a general health perspective, not that they're mutually exclusive, you can pick multiple options, but if you had to pick only a few or one, um, you could do vaccine, mask, or lose some weight. What, oh, what I thought you were going to say, let the fat Mexican die, which is also <laughs> another alternative that I'm totally fine with. <laughs> no. 
Come on, that's not my problem. If you had if you had to take if you had to prioritize one piece of health advice, would it be vaccine, mask, lose some weight? Yeah. Are we just going to pretend like that has no validity? Not we can say she was mean, rude. He's a kid. Okay, but he's a kid who was put on the news by his mom. Let's Yeah. He's put out in the public for that purpose. Um are we just going to pretend like that like health means getting a stab at any size? That's what health means. That's what yeah, that's what okay. they're saying. We we are diving deeper and deeper into delusion. 80% fewer tacos and burritos and this can be fine. At least. Well, the first story was a hoax but not hate. That story was hate but not a hoax. <laughs> now we've arrived at hoax hate or at least an update. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> you think they'll notice? I'll be quick with this. I just think it's a worthwhile Jen Psaki circle back to be aware of. Um, recall last year, the Central Park Karen Amy Cooper. I know we yeah. talked about this at least a little bit. She was caught on camera by a bird watcher, Christian Cooper. Amy yeah, Cooper's a white woman. Christian Cooper's a black guy. And her dog was off leash at the park. And that's in violation of the rules. And for confronting her about it, um, Amy Cooper, at the time, it was said that she called the police and threatened a black man was the uh, the narrative. And it was on video, or at least the segment of it was. And she became the face of entitled racist white women. And she was fired from her job in finance. And she was shamed into disappearance. <laughs> and there are now more details uh, published over on Barry Weiss's Substack with reference to a podcast by Kamel Foster. Um, and it's not quite as surprise, surprise. It's not quite as racially charged as an incident uh, as it was presented as in the first place. Surprise. Nor was Amy Cooper the definitive aggressor or even an aggressor at all, at least to Christian Cooper. Now, she may have been an aggressor to her dog, which was also a matter of controversy. She was yanking that thing by the collar. Very yeah. aggressively, which maybe she's deserving some criticism for. But that's another story. Um, some of these details were previously known and were out there. But there are some additional details here. And this is a great summary of what exactly happened or some of the context or details that were left out of most of the reporting at the time. Some things that were added to the story. Christian Cooper. Um, oh, well, first of all, the the post that Christian Cooper made of the video incriminated her supposedly he he said in that post he admitted to um approaching amy cooper about her dog being off leash and says and he's this is according to christian cooper the man himself he said look if you're gonna do what you want i'm going to do what i want but you're not gonna like it and he described the dog quote unquote treats he carries for such intransigence implying that they were poison um so it was christian who initially threatened amy and in addition to that, uh, Christian Cooper had spoken at a community board meeting just days prior about how hostile it was getting at the park between birders like him and unleashed dog walkers. He said he was assaulted, um, but he, he he was saying he was attacked, but he openly admitted to being involved in physical altercations at the park over this issue. Another black man earlier in 2020 said Christian Cooper aggressively threatened him in the same park over the same <laughs> issue. And the man says Christian Cooper did the same thing to two dog owner friends of his. And, and much was made of Amy Cooper's call. Oh, there's a black man in the park threatening me. She said that multiple times. 
that was the basis to say that she was some irrational racist white lady. Well, if you listen to the actual call, which is available in this post, she had bad um, reception. There was repetition with the uh, operator uh, on, on the other end. And so she was having to repeat herself to get through to this operator. And if you are actually threatened as per Christian Cooper's own description, she was by him. Yeah. If you're calling, yeah. if you're calling dispatch and saying, listen, someone in the park threatened me. Well, what's the description of the person? Well, he's a black guy. Uh, yeah. You're, you're going to have to make that description. So it's, it's, it was presented as though she was just going to call the cops and tell them a black guy was being mean to get the black guy murdered or something. Well, no, the black guy had actually threatened her and she was clarifying with emergency responders what the issue was. So in general summary, it wasn't a story of a racist white woman threatening a black man for asking her to leash her dog. It's the story of a guy approaching a woman, telling her to leash her dog and threatening her and that woman calling the police to report the threat. Amy Cooper, meanwhile, is filing or she did file a lawsuit uh, in federal court against her former employer, Franklin Templeton, for discrimination and wrongful termination because she says the company never even investigated the incident. They just uh, discriminated against her on the basis of race and gender. The lawsuit was filed in May. I don't see any updates on it, so I'm not sure what the status of it currently is. That sucks. I mean, her reputation is already destroyed. Nobody really cares about the truth of the matter now. As always, there's more to the story, and then it comes out when nobody gives a shit anymore after everybody's (laughs) been savagely destroyed somebody's reputation. Correct. It's fine. She should become legitimately racist now. You might as well. You might as well lean into it, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, time for the movie review. In a world of movie references flying over his head... One man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie was the 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Total Recall. What are your thoughts? So I chose this movie. I put it on the list. I've actually watched it twice recently. It really, really holds up. Um, one of the reasons I put it on this list, I know you, I know you love some late eighties, early nineties cringe. So like weird sci-fi action. And this is, that's got tons of it. Um, but there are a lot of parallels between total. I desire to escape, um, into a virtual reality. Like the fact that they have an entire program where you can just live this existence, uh, in, in your memory, in your mind's eye. It's, it's a lot like what we do with social media. Um, and then there's society plagued by degeneracy, even looking to escape to a new planet. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, we're doing that too, aren't we? Um, and then the supposed terrorists are just, and the mutants, they're just um, the unvaccinated population now. So I think that there is actually a lot to be gleaned from, from the plot. And I thought you would enjoy uh, kind of all the crazy action. And I saw some notes. You weren't too crazy about the mutant angle, which surprised me. I thought you'd like that. I'll get into that uh, before I give my full thoughts. Any Sharon Stone appreciation? I thought. I thought oh, might... she's so foxy in this. Like hmm. peak Sharon Stone fox. Hmm. She's 32 in this and she's at like peak hotness. By the time she did Casino, which is only like five or six years later, she looks terrible in Casino. Hmm. But this movie, Sharon Stone, at her absolute finest. Well, it was the perfect week to watch this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. as, I was just busy, and so I didn't actually end up watching it until Friday night. Usually I watch it a little earlier in the week. 
But I didn't get to this week, and that was actually perfect because it came after I had seen the Arnold screw your freedom comments. And the reason that was perfect is because it challenged me to look back, uh, look past my disdain for (laughs) maybe not the makers of the movie, but at least the lead actor in the movie and try to still view it fairly and evaluate if I like it or not based on what it is, not based on who Arnold is now. Right. And the other reason it was perfect timing um, is it because it really made me think about whether Arnold would actually stick up for his character Quaid today. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking you could take Arnold's character Quaid and you could substitute him not as a man who's had his memory erased or whatever else and knows too much about what's going on with Mars colonization. But you could substitute him as the last unvaccinated man. He's being hunted down. He's being lied to. He's being manipulated. Um, And people are constantly telling him that they're looking out for him and everyone else, but actually they're seeking to dominate him and everyone else. And in the end, his character, Quaid, um, fought a difficult fight, but won a fight that was worth fighting. And if I could ask Arnold, not even a gotcha question, I'd love to have a serious discussion about it. Would you defend Quaid today? Or would you say to Quaid, Screw your freedom. You should just listen to the authorities. You should submit. They're looking out for you. Uh, you should trust Recall and Cohagen <laughs> and all those experts. I just wonder what his thoughts might be on it. And uh, the things I appreciated about this movie, the broad concepts and the themes, like you said, they're all they're all excellent. They're all crucially relevant right now. For example, um, how much do you trust the science? <laughs> To better your life. Uh, Did did going to Mars really benefit all those people? Did um, taking an injectable vacation benefit Quaid? Uh, I'm not saying that that science is to be distrusted by default either, but science is a process enacted by men. And just like any tool, it's kind of moral neutral. It can be used for wonderfully moral purposes or it can be misused for wild immorality. So you, you shouldn't just trust the science by default. That was that was a theme of this movie. And I loved that. Um, just I thought I thought the the concept of artificial substitutes for real life and nature. Very interesting. We've accepted that artificial injections are better than natural immunity. We've accepted that Zoom calls are a perfectly acceptable substitute for real life interaction. We've accepted that deleting facial expressions um, through masking is, is a, a totally small price to pay for safety right. from the virus. It's not that far to think we might soon accept things like artificial memory implantation or memory deletion or just outright artificially fabricated lives entirely. So it's interesting to see what's really only a couple steps beyond what we're currently doing in terms of substituting artificial superiors for nature. I just wonder, where's your line? How far would we go down that path? Because the logic doesn't really end unless we mm-hmm. unless we draw lines that make it end. Mm-hmm. Um, the medical authorities aren't really looking out for Quaid. That excellent scene that's kind of a, almost like a I don't I guess it's not a Matrix reference because this is before the Matrix, right? But they he's wants he wants the him blue to take, pill reference, right? He wants him to take the pill, mm-hmm. and Quaid is trying to decide whether he trusts um, his wife and this doctor to take the pill, and he ultimately <laughs> defends himself, which is of course you know, that that's kind of bygone. A bygone era and bygone Arnold, like a man with the balls to stand up for himself. Amazing. And the only person that Quaid could trust in the end was basically himself. He couldn't even trust a digital projection of himself because that was deception. 
um, or at least the intent of it was deception. He could trust himself in his own decision making, and he could also trust the woman he loves. And that was um, not Sharon Stone's character, but the other one. I forget the name of uh, the other woman, but Marlena or something like that. You keep your trust priority square in that way. I trust myself to look out for myself. I trust my wife, my spouse, you know, the woman I love. That's going to lead you to the better answer more often than not. And I appreciated that theme of the movie. Um, other thing, just on a stupid superficial level, Arnold's grunts are uh, are legendary in this movie. I can't right. write them out in the review, but it's nothing but blah, 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 the whole time. <laughs> It's yeah. so funny to watch. And, and I've got excellent one-liners. It, it, it's just the freakouts are hilarious. It, like, Consider Arnold this has, a divorce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never seen Arnold more Arnold than he is in yeah. this movie. Even Terminator. Yeah. This is more Arnold than Terminator to me. Um, also, didn't know Clever Girl is a line that actually originated in Total Recall. Not mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Of course, I have seen Jurassic Park. Love Jurassic Park. Always assumed that was the origin of the line actually is in Total Recall when he's fighting with his wife, Lori. Yep. Okay. Some things I didn't like. I thought the mutants were kind of, I just thought it was a little indulgent and like, look how gross we can make it. You got vagina face guy. You got triple boob lady. (laughs) That was the the dude from Breaking Bad. Um, Yes. I I was looking him up and I. Oh, uh, triple boob lady. That's a classic right there. Yeah. And you got the weird like Chucky doll coming out of the guy's stomach. A lot of this stuff felt to me more like just kind of indulging in how weird can you be as opposed to necessary substance. It's not that I hated it. I just, you know, it didn't do much for me. Oh, but it was so grotesque. I loved it. Quaid, yeah. the reactor. <laughs> the Pepsi product placement kind of bugged me. And I was reading into this and people actually say that Pepsi is only advertised on Earth, but Coke is only advertised on Mars. And there's some deep philosophical meaning to that. I think they probably just cashed a few checks. And I thought they that that have, was yeah. I thought that was kind of annoying for a movie that's actually about the dangers of corporate greed and manipulation that mm-hmm. they looked past that to gain a little bit. Uh, I suppose. And this is, um, this is definitely subject. I mean, all of this is subjective, but this is really a matter of my personal taste. I like when movies spell out, uh, I would have liked a clearer ending because what? they, it was, it was wrapped up. So with a little bow, but they, but they leave it on the question of, was I dreaming? What's the dream? What's reality? The reality and, is that, uh, the re- they, they were able to start the reactor and they were able to inhabit Mars and that the, the new Martians were able to live their, their happy lives. Is, was it, or is that all a dream? It's, of it's course left, it wasn't all a dream. No, it's left on kind of, a uh, a, an undecided or a cliffhanger point. And, um, it's not that I can't think about things for myself or piece together clues. I just want to know what the writer and director's intent was. I don't want to invent a good story myself. And this was a good story. I'm not saying it wasn't. I just, I want to be told a good story. That's my movie experience. Tell me a good story. Don't make me invent the story myself. I felt like the ending kind of did that a little bit, but um, when I watched the movie, I was kind of annoyed with some of those ticky tack things. I thought, okay, it's like a four range. But as I sat down and wrote it, I really thought more about the themes and the big questions that it, forces you to think about particularly their current relevance which is always important to me um and and i and i thought the stuff i'm talking about is so ticky tack compared to the depth that's important so even if it's imperfect it's like a four and a half four and a half rounds up to a five so i decided to be generous with this one and give it some of the give it entry into the coveted five wiki club wiki 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 
We love you. You're very special. So it joins They Live and My Cousin Vinny as my favorite entry so far. That's great news. Let's see what the audience thinks. Um, Four to five right in there. Uh, Majority four wiki rating or not majority, but uh, plurality right now. Um, And next week, I feel bad for Goodfellas, man. Goodfellas keeps getting edged out barely. It lost to Doctor. It barely lost to Total Recall. Barely lost to Dr. Strangelove. So Dr. Strangelove is next week's entry. And after that, and a reminder, we are winding down on blondes nominations. So if you have a particular horse of blondes you want to see win, you got to get over there and vote because they might disappear for some time after this. Uh, Man, the- a lot of the live chat thinks that this was a dream. Maybe I need to reevaluate this. This was one of the ones I watched this like three or four weeks ago, so I did not rewatch it for mm. this segment. Um, but I have never had that, uh, that reading. It's kind of unclear. He, he asks, you know, was it all a dream or what was the dream here? I forget what the line is, but it's, it's left kind of unclear. Uh, so, you know, make your own interpretation. Um, the Goodfellas appropriately is barely behind Mad Max, the 1979 original right now in the uh, vote, early vote. Um, but the nominees are uh, for the next movie, Mad Max, Goodfellas, Uncle Buck, Dark Crystal, Say Anything. So uh, as a reminder, if you uh, the one and only well, the one and only place you can read my weekly movie review and uh, tell me in the comments how wrong I am and submit your own rating and vote for the next entry is uh, over in my weekly movie review column. Uh, you can find that linked in the description as well as on the homepage of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. And as a reminder... Starting in September, the audience will be making the movie nominations. I announced that uh, last yeah. week, but um, if you didn't hear, you can head over to the um, Total Recall review this week, and I've got all the rules spelled out in the form for how this is going to work and how you can participate. And um, as of right now, I'm going to make the first randomized selection of who our first non-blonde movie nominator is on Friday. So... If you entered and you want a chance to uh, to be that person, keep an eye on your inbox next weekend, and perhaps that movie picker could be you. It's true. It's All right, happening. that is a show, and um, I am an, at a near bladder emergency. I hate to step oh, out okay. for no you know, problem. Let's hope I don't have any. But audio issues while i'm doing this uh, i'll be quick you know how quick i am no rush wash your hands there is a rush gotta get back to it. thank you i'll be, I'll be right back olsen says just wondering if matt oh i'll come back on this one um disturbed 2k7 says oi bruv's been on a founding father's kick recently declaration of independence sounds pretty rad these days now it's time to seek god and see what you need to be stocked up for the dark winter love you guys um we love you too yeah that's true I am I'm real sad today. Just this interstate travel thing. It's like watching the hammer fall down. You know, we're, we're seeing this in real time. I knew this was going to happen, but it's it is surreal to, to watch it happen. Alex Stockman says, did you uh, see Michael Malice's response to Arnold on Twitter? If you, I did, if you don't follow Malice on Twitter, it's worth making an account just to follow him. His Michael Knowles appearance was great as well. Yes, he had um, a hilarious commentary on him banging his maid. Um, Irish Nat says, actually, I'll skip that because it's for Matt. Incompetent hands. Blonde, you're set. You said you're waiting four months to get pregnant again. You also said you might plan a winter trip to either Florida or Hawaii. I don't work for the tourism board, but DeSantis land 
I don't know. I can't imagine that we'll be able to travel freely at that point in time. Um, wow, you guys really listen to me. I should probably stop staying stuff. I don't want people to know what I'm trying to conceive. That's weird, isn't it? Um, let me circle back to the ones that are for you. Matt, what's with the Wednesday video, man? Can't we just let the country assume we're cartoonish racist here in Colorado so libtards will cease to relocate? Here. <laughs> You're talking about the uh, the dinger story? Um, I, you, you probably could use some help. I know that, like I said, I think Colorado is like 20 years ahead of Montana. So I don't doubt that you need discouragement for people to head that way. But uh, I, I just I thought that story was such a um, a great combination of hilarious, but also really important. I mean, it's it, like yeah. the fact pattern is hilarious, but the fact that everybody's willing to jump on this to confirm their priors and also ruin a guy who's just a grandpa at a game trying to have fun. It's just a guy. And in that, so that's, that's why I was so fascinated with that story, but uh, they're not just their willingness to go after that grandpa guy, but also people who were just sitting around, like all the people who sat there and said nothing are also complicit. They're complicit in this act of racism. It's like, does that really make sense? Because if I was at that baseball game, if a guy was just openly yelling the N-word, am I the sort who would like tackle him and beat him for justice? No. No, I would not do that. But I would you would see me on the camera going like, what? Holy the-? shit. <laughs> like laughing. <laughs> what? And no, but yeah. the fact that nobody's reacting, they don't take as an indicator. Any sane person would be like, okay, maybe I'm not seeing what I think I'm yeah. seeing or hearing what and I think. And nobody I'm was seeing. going, American hero, this guy. That's <laughs> then, how you know it's not right, real. Right, blonde's yeah. not there. Um <laughs> The fact that they look at that and think that that's weird, but assume, okay, but it's because everyone's actually a terrible racist. That's why. Yeah. It's like, what, what where do you live? Where what do you com- live? With yeah. whom do you interact? What? White liberals. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 it, it just goes to show, like, it, it, the whole thing didn't make sense from the start. You even watch the tape of the guy. He's supposedly yelling at the black batter, but he's right behind the black batter. And he's going to his side, like his three o'clock dinger dinger over here he's waving at someone totally away from the black guy dude. it's like if he he's was probably yelling, so embarrassed he just wanted to do this thing and escape from reality a little bit and now his life is destroyed i don't think he's been identified at least officially someone's Seriously? probably doxed him but i haven't seen like a media report on his identity well that's that's good yeah um canon olsen just wondering if matt has seen falling down with michael douglas you know he hasn't can, can confirm have not um, John Patrick McNown, if a person catches COVID and recovers, they're being told to get the jab anyway, so as to be doubly protected. Strange. They're calling for catch COVID. You have to well, think why if I've produced natural antibodies, which I have, why they would call for me to get vaccinated when it's going to cause four times as many side effects as for a person that has never had coronavirus. That one totally cut out, but... <laughs> That was a good one, too. So who was our chatter? I'll thank him once more. I'm sorry. Uh, that was John Patrick McNown. Thank you, John Patrick. I just cut out for like two minutes. When you were reading his chat, it cut out oh. quite a bit. Sinek 8. Uh, can't wait for the left to blame Trump for the Taliban rise. Not like they will accept the easy solution of turn all that area into atomic wasteland made of clean glass. Mm. Uh, we shouldn't do that. Why? Why? Why should we do that? Uh, it sounds more realistic than the approach that we took, but I, I don't suppose. know, if, you know, should we, I don't know. 
No? I mean, we should try not to kill innocent civilians. I know it's a crazy thing to say. What a concept. That is very uncharacteristically compassionate of you. I'm I'm sorely disappointed. Do you think these people in Afghanistan ask for this shit? (laughs) I mean, they they don't want this. I know we spent a long time talking about how they aren't freedom-minded folk, but does that mean they want some foreign country to come and just blast their world into oblivion? No, presumably not. That's why the country's headed the direction that it is. I'm not saying all there are a lot of there are uh i'm sure there are plenty of taliban opposed freedom loving afghans who are getting a very raw deal in this but the taliban is not making the progress that they are without some level of um political compliance among the the civilian population uh misty blue ocean says after a year of trying to conceive my husband and i are expecting a baby boy in december Mm. i've been loving all of your videos on motherland channel blonde you and robin are the best thank you we have been on hiatus for so long robin is super busy with her boy and you know it's just been nice for us to spend time with family and then this stream and my interviews have been occupying my 20 hours a week i have devoted to internet so uh, we're going to be back soon though i promise 20 um, hours but- of non-self research and self-comment reading that you have exactly devoted. yeah yeah um <laughs> i actually don't do that very much anymore really it's, it's crazy yeah something happens when you have a kid where you like don't care as much what people think about you well and you have some uh, obligations to fill i would assume yeah. i'm just too tired to to give mm. a shit boogeyman is don't that was a great line that totally got lost again. Dingas don't play. That was the line. Sorry, you cut out again. Just, oh, man. Yeah. Should, should you read? How bad is it? Do you want to read something? It's of only doing it. It's it's doing it just enough to be slightly annoying, which is like the worst case scenario. Oh, because it's not bad enough to try to reset everything, but it's. We'll have to troubleshoot this before be Wednesday. Enough. I don't know what's going on. It's probably an odd connection issue of some kind. Robin D. Banks, screw your freedom. Who said it? Um, Auschwitz Arnold, the most notorious mustache of the 19th century. Also Austrian, I think, or, oh, wait, wait, A, Auschwitz Arnold, B, mm. the most Mosatorian mustache of the 19th century, or C, both. Yeah. It, it might have been both. Auschwitz- it wasn't Arnold's dad uh, an actual Nazi or something? Like, like an actual really? German official or in the German military in World War II, something like that. Wow. You think that he'd be more based, but here we are. Uh, I guess not. Uh, Abby Elliott going to have my fourth baby any day. And my doctors are telling me I'm going to have to have to wear a mask during labor and delivery. Definitely dehumanizing the whole birth process. Come the F on. That's outrageous. Abby. Uh, first That's off, congratulations, for um, uh, for your family, but we've had, we haven't had them tell us that's going to happen, but there've been hints of that here and there. And we just kind of go, uh-huh. Sure. Oh yeah, Totally. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. going to happen. Once you get to that point, I don't think that they're going to forcibly mask a woman in labor. And if they yeah. do, um, well, we'll make <laughs> send us that information because that is uh, that is some publicity that is earned. And I would like to talk about it if they do. Oh, my God, that'd be so terrible. Hmm. Pep, in that part of the world, your word still means something. Biden broke the USA's word. Taliban mm. then said, fuck it, and attacked after that agreed on deadline. In response, I bought another 1,000 rounds of freedom. That's Our a good decision. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, I'm not uh, super keen on the Taliban's political decision-making in response to all of this, but uh, it does seem that the deal that was reached 
corresponded with a noted decline in combat in in mm-hmm. certainly US combat deaths or injuries that really hasn't right. happened for like the last year plus um in fact I don't think there's been a single combat death in Afghanistan for over a year I, f- I forget how long but it I don't it, is that due to the the Taliban sticking to their word is that due to the Taliban deciding it's just strategically advantageous to return to their former brutality when they have the best opportunity to do it, which is after we leave? I, I don't know. But whatever happened, it seemed like that deal made a difference for the time being. It's yeah. not doing it right now, at least. But at the time, at the time it did. That's so disappointing. Black Magic said, yesterday I went driving through Newport, New Hampshire for parts. I saw the most beautiful thing ever. These people were born with the shortest end of the shortest stick and they hung on to it for dear life. Make America great again. Hmm. Never well, been there. I'm unfamiliar with this region. Isn't that, uh, isn't that where Sig Sauer's headquartered? Is it poor white trash? I don't know much about it, but... Um, Neither do I. Yeah, they, uh, maybe not. Maybe it's not Newport, but they are in New Hampshire somewhere. I forget. Um, Otter's going to, Matt and I once popped out my girlfriend and slapped a little ass watching from hospital while holding little Matt and Rebecca. Now I can have Matt call me daddy. Also, your blue eyed ginger otter fox furries now. Next up, shotgun wedding. I I assume you had a baby. (laughs) Is that what this is saying? If you say so. Um, congratulations. I, I guess. If so, congratulations. <laughs> we you. love you. You're very special. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, congr- congratulations if that was... I had a, diff- a tough time following that one. Me too. But, um, you know, Crowder had his twins. I did see that. Good for them. And of course, he's been going through his own health issues as well. Um, yeah. So all the best to, to their family. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy everything went well. Um Authrid Runner says, if citizens do not love freedom, Taliban run the country or Democrats, terrorists and tyrants hate free speech and love a disarmed society. Yes, Mm. they do love a disarmed society. That is true. Jackson Wilson, uh, you got to carpet bag Afghanistan and just wipe out the Taliban. Then what, though? Then what? Uh, Yeah, well, if you don't if you don't wipe out the the ideology or the value system. Um, then wiping out particular people may not matter. I don't know, but I just, I don't. <laughs> the idea that we're going to strong arm that place into uh, enlightened prosperity. I'm not saying that's what the chatter meant. I'm just saying my own kind of pessimism about what to do with that particular place. You don't have a lot of good options. No, indeed. Um, Robin D. Banks, aren't you glad we spent 20 years in the Middle East so it won't slip into chaos? Good thing we trained and equipped the Afghan military so they don't just surrender immediately, too. Well, and that's that's a question, too. What uh, in the next uh, entanglement that we get ourselves into, what are the odds that abandoned, um, you know, abandoned uh, M16s or abandoned Humvees aren't used against us somewhere else? Yep. Yeah, they definitely totally, will be. Totally yeah. good. Uh, YB Nick, uh, U.S. personnel have been shouting the incompetence of the ANA to the rooftop since we entered Afghanistan. The mm. drug-addicted little boy fondling ANA failed as swiftly as they were expected to. Uh, I mean, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Um, but why are we seeing the Biden administration be like, we're so surprised that this happened so quickly? Like, obviously, this is what happened. Yeah. Obviously. Well, the only people I've ever heard 
say that the Afghan National Army is well-equipped and well-prepared are people like Joe Biden. I've never heard um, anybody <laughs> with actual combat experience tell me that the Afghan army was going to stabilize that country. I've heard exactly yeah. what you just said, that that exactly, is a bunch exactly. of buffoonery that's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah. Incompetent hands. Uh, now you get my odd numbers of boobs reference, Matt. Schwartzdinger is lame. <laughs> By the way, Hank from Breaking Bad was a SWAT leader in Terminator 2 as well. Was he? I really? did not know that. He's uh, huh. he's had a lot of appearances then. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Either. And did you know there was going to be a triple boob character in Star Trek, but it, it never panned out? Why? Because they ripped it off of Total Recall? I, I don't know. Uh, I was reading about Total Recall oddities, and that was one of the things, um, was there was going to be a triple boob Star Trek character, but the actress refused. Hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, my baby got stung by a yellow jacket. That's Ugh. why. Oh, poor little Yikes. thing. I wonder. I knew those were the cries of a baby that was actually injured. Um, trapped to the world. When the embassy in Kabul lowered the flag, was it the U.S. flag or the pride flag? Wonder what <laughs> flying the pride flag did to local perception of the U.S. as an ally. Do Afghans believe Allah is gay? Oh, did we do that don't. in Afghanistan? Did we actually? I know we did that at some uh, embassies abroad. Surely we, not. That would be a ballsy move that I don't think we would do. No. Not that I admire that sort of ballsiness, but. Uh, I, I yeah I, I I never heard anything about that so I assume it didn't happen. Uh, Keen, I doubt it. Uh, Keeney says, "Why would the military abandon assets to allow it to be seized by the Taliban?" I'm calling it donated, almost Fast and Furious style. Perhaps I'm. I'm it could not, be uh, that, or it could have been the 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 um the assets were entrusted to the Afghan uh, military. Yep. Could be that too. Yep. Carl Warrett says, all women will choose security over freedom if forced to choose. Meanwhile, men's testosterone levels have fallen by more than 50% in the past 50 years or so. Um, maybe our Western world now actually wants security over freedom. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Definitely could be. Jackson Wilson, you want people to do what you want, then you have to colonize. The U.S. needs to accept we're an empire, not a nation state. Hmm. Even if we didn't democratize, we kept them from having a planning ground for future attacks. That's true. And 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 are we going with the philosophy of America? I don't know that I can anymore if I don't believe in American exceptionalism. Well, I can... I can see the argument that um, if you it's the kind of the classic argument, if you don't want to fight them here, you're going to have to fight them there. And, and I, I see I can see what you're saying. The only thing that bugs me about that perspective is what is the limitation or how do we prioritize? Is mm. it are we willing to fight, you know, any immorality in another country or only immorality that is a perceived threat to us or maybe only the, the our opposition of greatest strength? We we can't fight every single th threat to us or immorality across the globe. So how do we make those decisions so that we don't become overstretched and um, in the process ignore what should be prioritized here at home? I, I'm I'm open yeah. to the to the idea. I just I need some I need some more I need some more rules to the thinking. I suppose. Yeah, there are no rules. Yeah, there are no rules. Uh, Esoterica Unbound. Demands to pull troops out of world hotspots are the international vision of defund the police hmm. with the same inevitable consequences. I look forward to the armchair international experts bleeding. Bleating. Uh, that's, that's a good analogy. Although be, domestic police is essential. Do we really need to be policing the world? We don't even have our, our own house in order. And, and 
I see the argument that if you allow your opposition to gain strength, it will inevitably come back to bite you. Um, but again, I think the question is, how do we pick our fights? What are the rules for picking those fights? And I'm just not convinced that the cave dwellers of Afghanistan, in terms of our international threats, are, are the biggest ones. I, I know that the harbor they gave to Al Qaeda turned out to be hugely consequential, and it, it could be again in the future. I just, when I think of like threats that threats to our country, China uh, and everything that's going on there, um, countries with much more technological capability. Uh, ability to actually come here and damage us on our turf or damage us digitally in, in cyberspace. I just, I don't, I don't look at the Taliban and think they're going to wreck the United States homeland. But then again, um, they were the people that gave refuge to the people that did that 20 years ago. So I maybe suppose, that's I mean, I spend a fraction of the time worrying about foreign threats that I do worrying about domestic threats. All the threats that we have come from subversive elements from within all the major I, threats i tend to worry about those a lot more too but yeah you know it's not as though this it's not as though this hasn't struck before in the past that's why we're in the situation that we are so that's true but muslims have been taking a break yeah they've really chilled out women. lately they really chilled out for a while yeah <laughs> um esoterica unbound um on about how this was caused by our our intervention but couldn't be the result of creating a power vacuum a la Iraq and Libya. Mm. Our return in the late 70s malaise was almost complete. Um, all that's left is the hell of disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it lives uh, on, I suppose. Liberative. I was talking to Mike Oxlong, and he told me he'd like to take Blonde to the movies, but they don't. Oh, wait, but wait, they wait. don't let you bring in your own snacks. I laughed at Mike ox long uh-huh that's a good that, okay that one's that a little one, took me a second but i got it it did i was like wow that's a terrible name <laughs> but you got me what was the other one dixie wrecked dixie yep, that was wrecked. it that's the one yeah uh john gray all we got to do is tell hillary that the rona is going to testify against her and we can kill it over <laughs> that's thinking modern solution uh, to a modern problem i like that uh knuckle honky bug get it right blonde we're letting in every Tomas Ricardo E. Geraldo. That's Mexican for Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> Do you remember when like we it. saw Geraldo in Cleveland? He was so short. You want to talk about tiny man. Geraldo. Just, just a little tiny man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody. Matt, one day you need to accept that what you want, what should, what was, and what is doesn't matter. It's what you do and what you want to do that matters. Always saying, don't do X if they do X is dumb. I feel like you're going to take issue with this. I'm not sure I follow uh, totally. Well, don't do X if they do X. It, it isn't dumb if X is morally wrong. I think that's, uh, I'm not sure I totally follow exactly what you're saying, but if you're getting at the theme of you probably don't want to waltz right into the tactics of your opposition if those tactics mm -hmm. are in fact uh, moral wrongs. And, and yeah. to what degree if you do that, do you become the enemy that you want to defeat in the first place? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I am under no delusions that the problems we face, I would love a situation and I'm working toward it in the meantime, that evidence, um, rational argument, reason, people make decisions, people make decisions for themselves, that that works us out of the situation of encroaching tyranny that we are facing. That would be my preference because I think it is the morally superior option. And uh, I will keep working at that preference until there is no other choice. 
That said, I am not blind to what has to happen to restore the moral universe when it is necessary. And what's kind of upsetting or depressing about all this creeping tyranny, yeah, it's upsetting to have people trying to control your life in the way that they are. What is also upsetting to me about that is I know that eventually does get corrected. And the way that gets corrected is not nice and it's not clean and it's not pretty and it's not done through a nice meeting of people deliberating, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a congressional chamber of some kind and getting along and, uh, all voting on it and coming together. It's done. It, the, the tree gets watered in the way that it was described. And you I know don't want, it gets watered guys. I don't want anything to do with that. I really don't, but I'm not so naive as to think that that's, um, not a possibility. Indeed, a but this vaccine this, thing, that's the yeah. line. That's the line for me. Like we're we're getting ever closer to this line we thought we were never going to really approach. Yeah. In that situation, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's I wouldn't want to say don't do X ever. But if we want to maintain a moral and just society, we have to really withhold a willingness to do X unless until it's absolutely necessary. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it appears many people are intent on making it absolutely necessary. Yep. Sock puppet Joe, nonpartisan just means Democrat aligned. Uh, yes, that's 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 true. <laughs> Newspeak, yeah. Synac eight. Um, I got sick, but instead of COVID, I got the common cold. That's not a thing anymore. I feel like I got a rip off all the symptoms to feel like crap, but I still have to go to work. You should have just lied. <laughs> yeah, um, you gotta you gotta get the most out of your opportunity. Yeah, totally. Uh, Lazarus Rex, late to the party. Do you guys see that Stephen Crowder is now father of twin boy and girl Charlotte and Magnus Crowder? I love both of those names. That's so cute. Hmm. Congratulations. Congratulations. I did see your photos. That's that's great news. Knuckle hunky buck. Let's work together. Let's stop fighting you schmuck. Arnold Schwartzdinger. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm not trying boomsticks. to villainize anyone other than you for being a villain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Masks don't work in stopping viral spread. This vaccine is leaky, which will cause mutation in the virus. And no one has the right to force the jab on anyone else. Yeah. You have to get it if you want to exist in polite society, mm. which I don't. Just Nick Allers, nope. Uh, Blonde, have you researched the CDC vaccination schedule and the link to autoimmune disorders? P.S. Thanks for convincing my wife and I not to circumcise our son. You're welcome. Wow. I I love hearing that I have saved a foreskin. <laughs> and that just thrills me to my fingertips. Makes me very, very happy and proud of myself. Um, I have done a little bit of research. Uh, the thing about vaccine causality is that it's really hard to nail down really the only association you can nail down is the temporality um but you know i used to think anti-vaxxers were huge retards and everything and then after this covid thing uh i'm really rethinking some conventional vaccines well and i will admit that Rightly or wrongly, it has made me somewhat skeptical in that way, too, which I I really I want to take every one of them individually and evaluate the evidence uh, on uh, myself. That's that's the way I approach those things. But, of course, the term has also molded over time. And even before this coronavirus stuff, the term anti-vax, I always have to clarify. What do you mean? Do you mean uh, believe or disbelieve uh, the scientific efficacy of the shot? Like, does it work or not? Or do you mean um oppose forcibly stabbing people who don't want to be stabbed and now anti-vax just means anyone who opposes mandatory vaccination even if they themselves have been vaccinated they're still anti-vax according to the new definition 
Yeah, definitely. And then um, this uh, realization that a lot of vaccines are derived of aborted fetal tissue. That's Mm. uh, really evil. Mm. It's really evil. I want no part in that. I think we're going to have to answer to that one, too. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess no vaccines should be given that are, that have been researched through abortive fetal tissue, uh, which is all flu vaccines. Did you know that? I used to get flu vaccines. I, I didn't No, I don't know. I, I haven't looked into that. It's crazy. Uh, never again. Freddie sauce. I went to go see free guy in a movie theater today. No mass, no distancing felt really good. Almost like things were normal again for blonde. Any progress in the 19th? No, but I do wear my t-shirt around town and literally no one has said anything to me, which makes me think people are stupid. Don't know what the 19th amendment is. Most people probably are not going to know the reference. Mostly peaceful gun owner. When you hear the phrase smash and grab, what comes to mind? A California storefront or governor Cuomo's office. Ayo. Either or. Are you, uh, are you good on time? We are past the bottom of the hour. Yeah, let's just let's just do a few more. I don't hear my baby crying. So, okay. um, Trav to the world. Strongly recommend watching the second Civil War. It's an old HBO movie that people have uploaded to YouTube. It was a comedy when it came out in the '90s, but too accurate to be funny today. Seriously, watch it. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for the wreck. President Meg Tama, take heart, blonde. Even a nuclear blonde bomb. <laughs> nuclear blonde. Nuclear bomb <laughs> is docile just before the desiccation. Sorry, I couldn't resist. If you're not. <laughs> The boom is coming. Love you guys. I, I did mean to say decimate, uh, but docile is the correct word. I, I meant to say that. Docile means um, the ease of control that you can exert over a contented population. Their level of docility. They're easily controllable. They're persuadable. Right? Yeah. They're, they're, well, I, I uh, my understanding of the term is just they're kind of passive. They're agreeable. They're willing to go along with things. Let's see what the technical definition is. Um, ready to accept control or instruction. Submissive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I meant. And desiccate and decimate. You guys can understand. At least I didn't say defecate. That <laughs> yeah. would have been a disaster. Um, square hoop one. Uh, Michigan versus Sweden. The same population in major mid-sized cities sweden never masked or locked down similar climates vax rate close sweden has always outperformed michigan on covid please explain fauci yeah, yeah we, we're we're trying to use the logic key and the emotion door here guys uh if they gave a shit about the statistics or anything like that and not just government control we would have been able to reason our way out of this the, from the get-go other measures have to be taken now defensively peacefully yeah um, Semperad Meliora, plain fact, the greatest threat to the U.S. is the huge amount of fentanyl pouring over our border last year. 93,000 people OD'd. Wow. I bet a lot of money that in 2021 ODs are far greater than COVID deaths. Yeah, I bet you're right. I was going to make a George Floyd joke, but I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Imperious. I played our call for Gypsy Crusader and he loved it. Thanks for being awesome, you guys. It made his week. For those of you that don't know, I was unaware of this, but a friend of Gypsy Crusader called in and he's being held in solitary confinement and apparently getting the shit beat out of him in prison. Um, Held charge. It sounds like he did some dumbass thing when he was a teenager. It's a bullshit charge that if he wasn't perceived as being a white nationalist, nobody would have cared. Nobody would care about this. It's yeah, a it's a, you cut out a little bit. It's, yeah, it's a gun charge for he, felon in possession of a firearm. His prior felony, I don't know, but the caller said was nonviolent. Yeah, 
Um, if he was a black dude, nothing would happen. If he were a black dude, nothing would, ha- would happen to him. So if you guys want to donate to his, not his GoFundMe, but he can only take Bitcoin, there is a Gypsy Crusader telegram with the Bitcoin address in it. Um, somebody please link it in the comments and uh, we'll upvote it. How about that? Um, let's see. Ryan has just wanted to say, I appreciate you both. I love being a small part of this rowdy community. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. By the way, I've on the fly decided to donate to Gypsy Crusader. Skag had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. I he doesn't clarify. even know who he is. Um, yeah. I mean, I know who he is based on the caller's description, but yeah, thank you for clarifying. Like I, based on the description that I was given, it sounds, you know, it sounds like typical. No, ATF, this is not FBI a crap, show but. endorsement because this guy has said some, some shit on the okay. internet. I don't you know? know. I don't know who he is, but. He just, you know, goes through Omegle and calls people dingers and stuff. <laughs> Real classic comedy, huh? <laughs> In a Joker outfit. Okay. You know. I mean, um, I've, I've had my own Omegle adventures. I bet you were more respectful than Gypsy Crusader. That, However, that was kind of my bit. Yeah. <laughs> I firmly believe that if he were somebody that wasn't pushing the limits of free speech and wasn't a white male, that he'd be treated uh, more fairly. Gotcha. Under the legal system. And to be clear, he is being held under legitimate charges. It's just they're not being enforced equally amongst he the He is a convicted felon who was in possession of a firearm. As far as That's the law true. is yeah. written, and yeah. so if I understand the situation correctly, that is, you know, that is itself uh, a felony. But, yeah. again, um, the question of what laws are enforced to whom... I will allow people with more information than me to speculate about that. I don't know the situation. Not a show endorsement. Sorry for putting you on the spot, Matt. He did <laughs> not know true. anything about this. Uh, John Bound said, uh, this is Matt Vindman impression. This is for Matt's Vindman impression. Oh. Thank I didn't you. even, I guess I didn't even realize I was doing Thank you for appreciating it. It was something like, hey guys, I have a book. Buy it. That was pretty good. Sounded Your Arnold just like impression him. was way better. That's just... <laughs> I can't I can't do an Arnold other than blah, blah. that's it. I can't talk like him. That's <laughs> but I, so accurate. But I knew when I when I turned on the movie and he and he slips down that Mars hillside blah, with his eyes busting out his of his helmet. It's like, all right, this is gonna be good. <laughs> ben Smith, do you have based paintball girl social? She's what the country needs to be less obesity and pulmonary issues fewer rona deaths as you she is know. on instagram because she apologized on there so look her up yeah, link to the description bitch out it. like can one person just be like fatties fuck off I'm like <laughs> oh no i got kicked off of the american paintballing team that's your My calling dreams are on. that's yeah. your calling yeah uh chris hines no no thank you uh the latest Rand Paul is currently a state senator and he's literally a medical doctor citing studies and sharing his professional medical opinion. Removing his ability to reach his own constituents is basically the uh, the end of the American experiment. I know. Yeah. I know. This is outrageous. We should all be I am not thoroughly outraged by this. But he's just an eye doctor. He went to medical school as far as I understand. Yeah. He, and he was an eye surgeon, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was, okay. he was an optometrist, ophthalmologist. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, don't, okay, he might not be a virologist or an epidemiologist, but the point is, he's certainly much more medically qualified than the people censoring him off YouTube. That much you know for sure, and undoubtedly more medically knowledgeable and qualified than whatever buffoon at the CDC is issuing the decrees that he must comply to or face banning. Come on. 
agree or disagree with him. He knows more about that stuff than the people making the decisions on this. Yeah. Yep. Knuckle hunky buck. Uh, 911 dispatch. Can you describe the assailant? Caller. He's tall, curly black hair, brown eyes. Doesn't have an ID or access to the internet. Voted for Biden. 911. So he's black. Caller. That's you can't you can't do that. Benjamin the Rogue, I hate giving YouTube money, but I have to say teaching the Afghans how to rebuild instead of letting greedy corrupt corporations plunder the country for contracts mm. would have made a huge difference here. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for supporting the show. Nobody. I wonder if the Taliban knows how absolutely destructive using those military assets on Israel would be to American democracy. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Otter's gonna ot. Uh, a bit eccentric. Oh. Ah. Oh my gosh! But our twins hold the names in tribute to the show that brought us together. Oh my god! Is okay. Oh my. Now, thank god. you for clarifying. Now I feel bad for like treating it as a joke. That's actually really cool. Um. Seriously. Yeah. Send uh, send me an email. So I uh, I'd like to. I'd like to know more about it. Yeah, send me an email, and uh, when oh you gosh, when you have time, you have more important things that's right so now. That's so touching, Matt. People people name their children after our crappy aud- robot audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, oh yeah, uh, my children will be named Duct Tape and Gorilla Glue. That's what uh, held the world together for this show. It did. Yeah, love you uh, both. No, Keep encouraging happy new families. You give us hope. We love you too. That is so. Sweet. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, esoterica at esoterica. Getting U.S. forces back from overseas is more akin to defunding Dallas police from intervening in El Paso. Maybe mm. military needs to be there, but not ours. That's an interesting response. I, I, I like that kind of debate there is uh, somebody has to enforce truth, justice, all those good things. But is it our place to do it in their territory? No. It's not. Uh, Drew McTighe, a technician at rec- Recall States uh, to, to another technician. Blue Skies on uh, Mars. That's interesting. Whether or not Quaid is dreaming at the end of the movie is not resolved. Yeah, I, I must have mis- misread the ending. Strange, because I've seen that movie twice recently. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, Ramiam, everybody knows what the 19th is about. It was on Constitution Rock in the 70s. <laughs> Apparently, we've um, long forgotten, I guess. I do have to boogie because I'm getting texts from my parents about my All right. daughter's little bee sting. Thank I you so will, much, uh, audience. And Otter's going to ot. Congratulations. That's so sweet. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. Makes my day. All right. Um, we will catch you on Wednesday. And uh, I will finish out the chat. And we uh, will call it a night. Thanks. Bye, guys. All right. Uh, let's see what we got over at, we'll check on tippy stream and D live and Trovo and we will, uh, get out of here over on tippy stream. Um, God, it's sorry. It's so hard to read these once again, their formatting is terrible. Here we go. Uh, Matthew Ivy says crazy right wing man seeks crazy right wing woman to help survive the hellscape of the California Bay Area wants to do crazy right wing things like eventually start a family and build a home seek out the vanilla gorilla on discord well there you heard it ladies if you would like uh, your opportunity 
to uh, to do all these crazy right wings things. Vanilla Gorilla on Discord. Good luck. Um, thank you, man. Satch says, old news, but what are your thoughts on Chris Chan's arrest? He was booked uh, into jail as a female. Uh, I I followed the story from far, far away. I know that it's uh, it's a guy who is something like 35 years old and apparently uh, raped uh, his 80-year-old his disabled or just elderly or otherwise of questionable or compromised capacity mother and then was arrested and now i guess is transgender and in a female prison that was one of those stories that you know i saw people covering it and they're doing a good job covering it and i thought i'm gonna let them do that that one i'm just i don't know that one is just i just seemed like one i'm just gonna kind of let it be over there (laughs) that was kind of my response um uh so that's about all i know about it but I do know it's a pretty crazy story. I couldn't tell you much more than that. Walsey, and thank you, Satch. Walsey says, here are 20 dingers I own. Don't make the same mistake as ESPN. I know I got to be careful. Thank you for that. Kim says, a report was released the beginning um, of the month that the University of Pittsburgh received millions of federal funds for experiments on fetal tissue up from aborted babies up, babies up to 42 weeks. Abortion is horrible enough. How much longer will we allow this? Uh, I haven't seen the report, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. That does sound uh, that does sound not ideal, to say the least. So thank you for the information. Um, Kim also says, from Thomas Paine's The American Crisis, tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation upon us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Um, yeah, I do think that that's true. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the triumph is it's clean or pleasant or um, happy or without serious mess. And that's that's what I'm not looking forward to. And I would love nothing more than to come to an agreement to avoid that and be left alone. But it doesn't appear that the people who are intent on that conflict happening have any interest in that sort of uh, agreement. So we shall see because they just keep pushing. They just keep pushing and a lot of us just keep yielding. And eventually that line is going to be crossed and that power that has been consolidated uh, will be released, will be deconsolidated. And that, that is usually the messy part, which I do not look forward to and do not endorse and don't want to see happen. Susan, make no mistake. Mark DeCain says the depth uh, you saw in total recall uh, are the echoes of the original better story by Philip K. Dick. I'll concede the interstate vaccine checks. If they also check citizenship status and, uh, de- detain any non-legals uh, in Puerto Rico until they, their case clears court. Well, you'll never get that deal. Speaking of agreements, you'll never come to. Mark also says the Russian occupation government of Afghanistan survived two years after the pullout. The French Vichy uh, fought upon uh, fought on for months after D-Day, the greatest invasion in history. Nazis uh, had greater popular support in France than Americans have in Afghanistan. I wonder if that's true. That could be that could be. I don't know the the numbers on that, but I suppose I, I could believe it. Okay, guys. Over on D Live, looks like we are good there. Thank you guys for hanging out and supporting the show. Over on Trovo, C2K says, uh, with reference to his prior chat, further to the to the previous, it means the UK views the embassy as untenable in the medium term, um, hence the destruction of the physical documentations. We view leaving behind un, uh, interpreters and intel informants as a sure, surefire way to breed new terror monkeys, so are aiming to get them out of uh, position, out of possession. 
Oh, out if possible. I see. Sorry, there are some abbreviations here. Thank you for the clarification and for the info. Slopper says, who would have thought that the son of a Nazi who cheated on his wife with the maid wouldn't understand the principles of liberty? Yeah, uh, fair point. Uh, and Azzy, thank you for supporting the show as well. I think we're all set. Let me um, double check. Uh, oh, oh, one more over on YouTube. Fat Joe says, uh, actually agree with Blonde being blackpilled lately. Heard someone on CNN yesterday calling Ashley Babbitt a terrorist. Well... You know, again, the one police shooting, there is absolutely no curiosity about at all, because after all, she was committing a crime. So she had it coming to her, which, of course, is uh, not a standard applied to any of the other cases, uh, which they get so outraged about. But uh, what else is new? Hey, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Sorry about the, uh, you know, the the voice issues, but... It's always one thing or another, and the uh, the duct tape remains intact nonetheless. So appreciate your patience with that. We'll see if we can get Susan to fix the super chat for Wednesday and next Sunday as well. Uh, hopefully we held it together on that front tonight, too. And appreciate you guys just helping us try to make sense of what is a very discouraging world right now. I, I hope that we uh, are making the best of it and thinking about how we can get out of these situations productively and happily, if that's at all possible. But uh, if you want to listen to more, head on over to the website. Everything you need, the show store, all the extra material, MattChristiansonMedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, uh, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good weekend or a good week, rather, and we'll see you then. <laughs>